swings and misses and almost hits himself. And it, it counts. He swung the fucking thing 15 times before he nicked his hand. Oh, how bad did he nick it? Uh, good enough. I, there, do you remember that video of, um, it was someone, it was like a viral video, someone with like a, a katana, and they were like goofing around like he was going to slice a, an apple out of his mouth is what he had. And he did it, and it hit his fucking nose and sliced his fucking nose like clean off. I saw it. There was also the teacher with the, the axe that went, <laughs> he put the fucking cinder block on his student's chest. He's like, oh, we're going to show you how this breaks apart. And he missed and hit his student right in the balls. That, Thankfully, it wasn't the blade part of the axe. I don't know. I don't, no, it honestly, it, like it was the part that you could use as a hammer. So let, let's think about this. So let's say he didn't hit penis; he hit balls, right? I mean, okay. So if it was the axe side of it, most likely he gets a severe laceration down the middle of the balls, right? But if he gets the sledgehammer side of it, it's his balls getting crushed. Which would you prefer, the laceration on the sack or getting your balls actually crushed with the sledgehammer, like flattened? Well. I would rather the laceration because yeah. you, your balls being flattened can factually kill, kill you. you. Yeah, I I was watching um I watched Django over the weekend because one of my friends keeps referencing Django in a totally inappropriate way. I'm not going to say how, but you could imagine. And that's I, I think it's good you withheld. Yeah, yeah. So there the scene in Django after everything goes down, um, Leo's dead, Christoph Waltz's dead, and Leo's hanging upside down, or not, um, Jamie Fox is hanging upside down, and Walter Go Walton Goggins comes in and he's going to cut his dick off. Samuel Jackson stops him, and he's like, you know, these white boys love doing this, but then you bleed out after, like, seven minutes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take um, this laceration to the balls rather than being 1, crushed. 1,000%. What about you, Josh? Uh, yeah, I'll take the laceration. So, guys, welcome to episode 146 of You Watch, I Listen. It is uh, Tuesday, May the 4th. Um, I'm not going to say the pun. I, I, I had to do a marketing campaign on that. I got a sale out of it, which was cool, but... Um, I I don't I usually try not to do too much of that because I so much of my life throughout the other days of the year is dedicated to Star Wars. Sure, I'm going to leave the day that is about Star Wars to everyone else. Right, is, is that fair enough? Yeah, I guess. So Taylor, how was your week, buddy? Uh, interesting. I actually had a pretty solid day before the ride up here. Okay. Um. So I I I I I I won a lot of money. Yeah, you did. Well, I I won more. after I texted you. So, dude. Okay. Go ahead, good, good. So I was at work today, and one of my coworkers kind of told me this this foolproof plan to play roulette. And it's you put you just you take a hundred bucks and you in five dollar chips you put in between the seven and the ten and between the ten and the thirteen, and you just do that for a hundred dollars, right? And when your hundred dollars is out, you, whatever you win, you keep, and that's it. So I decided to do that, and I, obviously I didn't stick to the five dollars. I fucking knew it. I fuck that. <laughs> so I won. I, so, total, I won about $2,800 today playing roulette. Okay. Um, now, is that I cashed 800 after, like, the amount you put into bet? How much did you put into bet? So, uh, realistically, I w I'm up 2600 Okay, so you put in 200 total, yes. won 2800 back, or 28 yep. total, so you won 2600 back. Yes. But, well, okay, so I won two, but I really won 1800 because I won two back and I gambled the other yeah, away. Yeah, so you won Because I decided to use the same strategy and do it now. Let's see, because let's go bigger. Let's because, go bigger now. Because if that if like if the ten hits at a hundred, it's this. Even though it's in between both numbers, you still get the thirty six to one. Thirty six to one at a hundred dollars is through thirty six hundred bucks. So that's uh, <laughs> that's that that that's a, because I had the money to blow. That's a chance I was willing. We are, to take. We are literally fifteen episodes away from a gambling addiction intervention. I've seen the way that if I go to the very first episode where we kind of talked about gambling. And you know it was like I told 10, you I have a problem. 20, 50 bucks. 
Oh, you know, hundred bucks. Oh, two hundred bucks. Oh, what, I gambled away the other five hundred. What, what happened at your bachelor party? We went from a dollar roll to two dollar rolls. That to quickly, happened. Yeah. That what happened the, so fast. So these assholes um, were playing um, CeeLo. CeeLo, yeah. So we're rolling dice. They're shooting dice, and Tim started World the game. World Series of dice. Uh, Tim, I'm going to say his name. Tim started the game. Um, I've played this with Tim at his house. We always play, you know, a dollar to ten bucks because it's fun. And that's how it starts out, and then suddenly twenty bucks is on the table. And then fifty bucks, <laughs> and then a hundred, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I cleaned up that night too. I'm like, yo, everyone won but Bob and Quaz. <laughs> <laughs> Justin was up. My buddy Digos comes by. First game he plays, he won like two hundred bucks. You know my favorite he part? Was like, Fuck it, I'll play. That, that that's that's glasses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glasses. The the best part is when we showed him the FanDuel app. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He, he was bet- he, he bet on the he bet on the fights he knew nothing about. Yeah. And then the other funny part about it was he was sitting there and he wasn't talking to anybody and like. So like, dude, like, what are you doing? He goes, dude, I'm up like 300 bucks playing playing blackjack right now on his phone. <laughs> he was hooked. He was just playing by himself. But I only did it today, like, on a hunch. I was gonna take 100, fuck it, try it, and then um, I was gonna, you know, take whatever I take whatever I want and just put it all in the red do, socks. Do I today. have permission if I ever think you do genuinely have a problem to tell you to slow down? Yes. Okay. No, listen, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I genuinely have a problem. Okay, then I'm gonna say I know, it now. I, I, ha- I have a problem with table games. I've already told you a few times, like, I know you're the kind of person when you get on, like, a losing streak, you chase it. You yeah. chase it, and then after you've been chasing a little too long, you're like, I'm going to take a couple weeks off. And my usual recommendation is take a couple weeks off now. Don't wait a couple weeks to find out you should have taken a few weeks off. Yeah, so I – well, like I said, I won today, and like I'm tempted to try tomorrow, but I'm more than likely not going to. I, like I said, I genuinely do have a problem okay. with table games. As far as like gambling on sports and games and stuff like that – I have more control because I know what I'm looking at. I can sure. dictate the pace a little bit sure. better, and I don't go crazy. I, like there's only one week. There's one week I put up a thousand dollars, and that was all winnings. You know what I'm saying? I I wasn't extra money coming out of my pocket. I decided that week just to go for yeah. it. Yeah. You know it backfired, but I I couldn't like I I couldn't not pay the light bill. You know, dude, I was pumped this weekend. I won. I bet twenty bucks on the UFC. The fact you uh, got that far. Um, what? The, on your fucking parlay. On, oh, on no, the baseball on one. On the baseball one, and then me and the Justin, me and Justin me. talked you into staying. Yeah, the dude. So J- Josh, I had a parlay on Sunday. Oh my so God. let me start. On Saturday, I won like 140 bucks on the UFC. It was that was a fi- nice. A five fight parlay uh, that clinched with one of the best fights I've ever seen: the main event between Yuri Prochka and um, Dominic Reyes. We're, we're going to talk. About yeah, we that. have to talk about that. So I won 100. I, no, it was 131. I won, uh, Josh. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep the hundred in the bank. I'm going to take the 31 out. Because what I try to do in the, the app is, because it's so tempting if I see the money in there, is I always try to withdraw my winnings so I'm not more tempted to just use what's in there. See, I almost that's, always. That's my problem. So I will, I'll, you know, I see the money there, I withdraw, and then when I want to make a bet, I'll look at a couple bets, 20, 10, 5, whatever. And that's the, I don't want the money right in front of me like it's cash in my pocket. Because that's what I do. Exactly. So try that technique at least. Yeah. So I won that one. I, so I take 31 bucks and I put it on a six-leg MLB parlay. I hit on um, four of the first five, or yeah, four, four of the first six. Exactly, okay? me and Justin. So I sent it to them. I made sure I picked three or three, th- four of the early games, uh, one of the late afternoon games, and one evening game. Right. The evening game was the Mets. The Mets won. Right. Yeah, so that was the one. The game. No, the game before that yeah. was the Angels against the Rays, and I took the Angels, but they were offering me on a thirty-one dollar bet, like a two hundred eighty dollar cash out. Okay. And I, w- I said to him and Justin, I was like, what do you guys think? Should I just take the cash out? Because then I could have taken the winnings from that and then done another parlay over the next two games yes. with bigger money. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, you know, if you get angels, this cocksucker is exact words. No, dude, if you hit the angels, then cash out because that's like 700 bucks. Yes. I listen and fucking angels get shut out. 
God damn it! If it's it my make, own fault for. Li- if for, it makes you feel any better, look look at the look at the account balance I have. Eight cents. Okay. Eight cents. Nice. That's all I have so left. It, you know what? The truth is, though, like if these guys happen to not reply to my proposition here, I probably still would have stayed in. I because you see it. Like, listen. And I was just watching as the game was going on, and then the Angels were down like one nothing, then three nothing. Like the cash out went from two hundred eighty to two hundred fifty to two hundred nine to forty two dollars to nothing. Cash out locked, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, it was, uh, yeah, the Angels fucked me with a couple parlays, but I was happy to hit on the UFC one. Um, anything else interesting about your day? Because you won. Well, I, 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 won, I won the money. Um, I had a panic attack on the way up here, nice. so that's why I was late. That's cool. Um, you were technically actually early. Yeah, but like. You were late because you came after Josh. It's late for me. Yeah, that's why you were late, because you got here after Josh. Uh, did some office work today, because mom and dad are... Uh, out in Vegas for my father's birthday, which is today. So happy birthday, happy birthday to the. F- oh, I mean, I would expect nothing less. And um, their well, their wedding anniversary was yesterday. Oh yeah, so a lot of that. Well, why do you think they went to Vegas? The and, fuck. Uh, it, well. <laughs> you know, sometimes I talk about my parents on the podcast, and my father listens, and he goes, "Why the fuck do you talk about me?" Uh, I was he gonna say, it. but when I say to fuck, they could be just down there like. We say sometimes want to hang out and fuck, but we don't actually fuck. It's just you're fucking off. You're fucking around. Yeah, but like but they could be, you know, could be. <laughs> I, I hope that at, at my age, I'm doing the same thing at, that, at their age. I'm doing the same thing. God bless them. Right. I mean, listen, <laughs> they, your I, lips to God's ears. They, yeah, <laughs> they, they, uh, they went worse than that phrase. I, I hate it. They, uh, they went to the Grand Canyon today. So they sent me pictures. Oh, that's that was cool. Pretty cool. They went to Hell's Kitchen last night. Um, the Gordon Ramsay. Oh, thing. nice, nice. So that was pretty cool. So like, like they, like they're like really doing yeah, Vegas. Dude, you get like an eighty dollars steak there, and oh everything God. is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, my dad's like, yeah, I got the, you know, I, I got, I got this awesome steak and a bottle of wine. I go, why don't you fucking rub it? Did in he bring his more? laptop to play video games? Uh, no, but he did bring his phone, and uh, and he does still try to run the business from there. I go, do calm down? I got this. He doesn't know how to use technology as well. Oh no, or he he's does. Good with it? He's much better than you think. Okay, good for him. He he back in the day, he used to run hardline servers like <laughs> everywhere so that way he would play like fucking battleship or what like some fucking like or was he watching battleship <laughs> no that that was you the one time oh dude that was so bad but no nah, it's um it, it was a relatively pretty pretty cool week i watched a lot of i've been watching a lot of baseball movies hell yeah i'm pretty much running out of baseball movies um i can't only watch field the dream so many times i'm gonna have to think of some that maybe you haven't seen so the 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 movies i've seen i've seen field the dreams easy seven times um, in the last, basically okay. once every day, uh, I watched 61 twice. I just got an idea. I watched uh, Moneyball. I am okay. currently reading the book, Moneyball. The book is so much better. It is amazing. The movie was great, and I hate being one of those people, but it, the movie, I, I really like the movie Moneyball. Yes. I think it's one of the best sports movies ever made, but there's the baseball fan in me that is that fucking hardcore purist. Or piece takes, of shit. Takes, nope. Depending but, on which way you look at it. When it comes to baseball, it. I am an pretty much an absolute purist and to know what that season was and for that movie to not mention that fucking pitching rotation once during their winning streak. Wait, wait hold on. Was it Barry Zito, Mark Mulder? And Tim Hudson. And Tim Hudson. They were ridiculous. disgusting. Three legitimate Cy Young candidates yeah. and you don't mention them. That's, that, the, that's that, kind of, well, 
don't and then Jonah Hill's character isn't real. He's made up. He's a composite. Yes. Like I'm like I know who the guy is. It's Paul DePesta. He ran the Mets for a little while. Yep. Like come on. And I'm reading that on top of reading Mike Puma's book, which I'm, oh, real, I'm it's really enjoying. Oh, so good. If these roles I, could talk, bro. I love that book. I love everything about it, and it makes me love. I told you, it makes me love Al Leiter that much more, no matter. And you, the first thing you said to me was, if you watched him pitch, you wouldn't love him. That <laughs> well, much. dude, legitimately, I. He it's funny because he was the right guy at the right time. Bef- it, it, the same thing with John Franco. He's one of the greatest Mets of all time. He's our all-time saves leader. He's up there all time in saves in general. <laughs> he was a fucking pain in the ass to watch. Well, I, and like I said, and just reading about, uh, you know, wh- I mean, the uh, the dysfunction of the Wilpon ownership and the tenure there. But like hearing that after Nelson Doubleday sold his stake to Fred and exactly what was going on in the early days of Fred Wilpon. Yeah, and then knowing that. Like Steve Phillips really wanted to fire Bobby Valentine, but the way the the way the events transpired clearly looks like Jeff Wilpon sat in on one meeting and spoke up yep. when, when Fred said he wasn't supposed to, and then Bobby told him to shut the fuck up, and then the very next so day the, Bobby's fired. The way it happened was they um, he was uh, Bobby Valentine was told that Jeff was going to start sitting in on meetings, but it's just for, but, so he could watch the process of it for two years. For two years, and he wasn't going to say a word. This is such a Mets thing. Dude. So Jeff Jeff Wilpon's going to watch in for two years, not before say he word. starts interjecting himself into baseball decisions. So the next day they have a meeting. Jeff Wilpon's there, and sure enough, he starts giving ideas on what the team should do. For, uh, if I, on hitting, his on philosophy hitting. of hitting, and he was talking about his golf swing to, which <laughs> honestly he was a, he was Dude, a little facts. bit he was a little bit ahead of the time with the launch angle. So yeah, I mean, um, so don't the, give him so that much. Then Bobby Valentine then goes, oh wow, two years went by pretty quick, huh? About him yeah. talking. Next day he's fired. Yeah, like so, Bobby Valentine is so at, is so dead set <coughs> that Jeff Wilpon got him fired. Yeah. But, he definitely got him fired. But it's also that Phillips said earlier in the year that he was going to fire Bobby. You know, yeah. or, or that he would endorse the firing of Bobby from Fred Wilson. So, but just he like he, for some reason, just reading it on paper and watching the events tr- transpire from Piazza's home run in, at 9-11 to, yeah. to Roger Clemens calling Piazza after he hit him in the head and it's Piazza so telling him to go fuck himself. Dude, it, it's it's so funny because, like, I, I love Bobby Valentine, right? Yeah. I, I, I think I, I, he got a really bad rap because he had the really awful year in well, Boston. And you know what? I was just going to bring that up. It was the team was loaded, right? Yes. They just won a World Series recently. They won the World Series the next year after he got fired. They was that wanted Cora. No, that wasn't Cora. That was um, oh, what the fuck's his name? Because Cora was only there for a couple of years. Yeah. It, uh, I'm forgetting his fucking name right now. Do. John Farrell. Yes. Was it John Farrell? John yeah. Farrell. All right. So John Farrell. They hired Bobby Favre. Valentine after they they didn't let him pick his own coaching staff. So the hitting coach wasn't his. The bullpen coach. The uh, the pitching coach. He had to keep all of Terry Francona's staff, and those guys were so loyal to Tito. That they pretty much sabotaged Bobby Valentine. He was calling the the, the bullpen. Mutiny, they weren't. Right? Yeah, it was a literal mutiny. And Bobby is one of the smartest baseball minds there's ever been. Like if you ever get to see him when he's doing analysis on SNY or MLB oh, Network, he's so good. He's unbelievable. And he's a great personality. Oh, dude. I mean, literally one of the top non-like winning a championship moments in New York sports history is Bobby Valentine coming back in the dugout yeah. with the shades and the fucking eye black he's, for a mustache. He, he said he's fucking Gracho Marks. My favorite thing is that it, like you would think like being knowing who Bobby Valentine is. You would think that's his idea. It wasn't even his idea. Yeah, I forget who I forget whose it was. Yeah, it been like Algarve Alfonso. It's, it's just crazy, like reading the book, because so it's pretty much covering um, from the early ni- mid nineties or so. Yeah, 
to the Piazza era, to the David Wright era, so on and so forth, the present day. Basically, the most recent run. And of I'm in. Yeah. I'm up. I just the part I'm on right now is um, when K Rod beat up his father-in-law. Oh, um, oh which like, I, like I've referenced that, several times here. That uh, like that. That's in the book. Yeah. Oh, um, it, it just for R.A. Dickey season because that was such a magical season when that happened. Back to back one hitters. Literally the day after Johan throws a no hitter, um, R.A. Dickey throws a one hitter that they challenged because it was could have been an error on David Wright. Right. right uh, but yeah. that wouldn't have been a legitimate no hitter. Like, sorry, if you had to challenge it because all that the would, excitement's gone. I mean, I mean, is it more legitimate than Mad Bum's no hitter? Um. So listen, the the play that was in question, it was a bit. Um, it was a, a slow hit ball uh, to third base. Wait, it was David, David. He was going to do his bat. His barehanded, barehanded, and yeah. he didn't field it. It could have very easily been ruled an error, but it was in Tampa. So you're going to get the home cooking where they give him a hit. Yes. Um. Naturally, but uh. But I'd say that that, that book is phenomenal. I, I like just learning the history of it. Puma, Puma is one of the best beat writers there is. I've he's, been following him for a while, and he's always because I always I bought the post every once in a while. Yeah. And he was always the first article I would read. Um, but yeah, I, I've also... You know who is the best record in baseball right now? Uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Royals. Who would have called that? I, I was almost going to say that like, the Giants have been sneaky. The Giants have this, the best record in the NL. Um, the Giants it, have been sneaky good this yeah, season. Yeah, their pitching right? has been great. Um, yeah. There's some weird things still happening in baseball. Uh, the Yankees had a really good weekend. The Mets had a decent weekend until the, the, the fiasco within the last 24 hours. Um, it wasn't even. Is that really a fiasco? Um, it's a fiasco because, is, or, or is it because a fiasco because it's in New York? It's a, it's a fiasco because it's in New York. Um, it's a fiasco because there's precedent. This is uh, I've talked about it several times, and you'll read about it in the book. Um, when they fired Willie Randolph uh, on a road trip, coming off a win, they actually talked about it. On, um, uh, yeah, Carton uh, and Roberts today. So I honestly, I don't think it's only because it's New York. And the truth is, Chili Davis got fired from the Cubs for the same reason that he is getting fired from the Mets. Is that the team wasn't great with runners in scoring position uh, and he did not want to adopt analytics to his approach and the truth is I agree more with Chili Davis's approach but it does not work with the way teams pitch now and the way they do shifts so he did have I don't like you know I saw a fucking and I like John Heyman but he was going you know they finished uh, the last two years like third and on base percentage and I'm like and their their offense was really good in 2019 but last year they were horrible with runners in scoring position so I'm sorry if it's a new regime yeah. but they, the Mets absolutely should have fired Chili Davis before the season started I think the way it went down was kind of silly and I think they kind of made a circus out of it when it didn't really have to be that that's something it's, I definitely first off with. the players should not have found out about it from Twitter before they found out about it from the team. Right, um, coming off a game. Did, like, did you see like uh, a yeah, reaction? Like, yeah, like, and, heartbroken. And like people got to stop with the Donnie Stevenson stuff caused anything to it. The Donnie Stevenson thing happened in the last forty-eight hours, and this is a decision you made weeks ago. And even Ch there's a Chili Davis last week thought his job was in jeopardy. So the the narrative is so fucking silly. But it's also not like the writing wasn't on the wall at some point. Well, it just it is early, twenty-three games, but. Again, the biggest reason he probably didn't get fired coming into the season is because when you take over a company and you take over a business, it's hard to have 100% turnover. You need a yeah, guy that was I there with so those young guys like McNeil and Nimmo and Conforto. What? Uh, I hated that tweet. 
I hated that. I hated everything about Which that. Which one? That one we was talking about. You can't have 100% turnover. You can't. It's it, you can't. It's it, when you're taking, especially because Chili Davis, it, especially because it's a young core that they came up with this guy as their hitting coach. And wow, you're fucking. You're a, you're a pro ball player. Adapt or die. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, and I. I think you would say the same thing for Aaron Rodgers if that's the angle you're going to take. But no, it's different it's, with Aaron Rodgers. But Completely that. Different. But the truth is, with the players sh- should have had it communicated to him. It's been a bad 24 hours for the team. Has I, not handled things properly I, in the last I, 24 hours. I, okay, there. You and I can find a middle ground there because, as far as there being, <clears throat> again, as far as being a culture change, like the the, the way it could have been handled would have been like literally. He doesn't have to, but Uncle Stevie coming down literally into the locker room and saying, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to move forward. Whether you're in or not, this is just what we're doing. It's better, and it's in going back to Moneyball when you have to cut a player. It's better just, again, same I, thing. it's better just to get shot in the head than get shot in the leg and think about it a little bit. I don't think just Steve had anything. Steve no, no, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm using that as an example. It could have been Sandy. It could have been fucking anybody. Well, Sandy, the, the, I think the big shift here more or less came when um, Zach Scott took over for Jared Porter because that, um, the, yeah. the uh, interim or the acting general manager, Zach Scott, um, did not get along with Chili Davis when he was in Boston. So they want didn't want to just completely uproot the philosophy. Like, they kept Jeremy Hefner because he is very analytic-driven. Right. And now that the team is moving to a far more analytic-driven um, uh, approach, they wanted a hitting a coordinator that or coach that was going to go along with it. Um, it it's, listen... Chili was a really good baseball player, but the best hitting coaches in baseball never played in the big leagues anymore. I mean, the guy in the Dodgers, he ran a, um, a baseball school, and all he did was take advantage of technology to study the swings and the approach to pitches and look at the Dodgers. The amount of guys they've turned into superstar players from Max Muncy. They took Cody Bellinger to a different level. Corey uh, Justin Turner, Corey Seager. And, uh, you know, somehow may have made Mookie Betts even better. Yeah. So there is this philosophy, and I, I, I'm not, I, I respect analytics. I get it. I think they are a great tool, but they are not the rule. I, I, I think it's a, okay, you, you even took the words out of my mouth. It's a tool. It's the same way in music when people say this stuff is overproduced. Or sure, like, sure. Someone like how Trent Reznor uses auto-tune and all these different pedals and effects. Sure. As a tool, as an instrument. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. It's the same thing. It, it's the same concept. Same it's exact concept because I, I agree with you. Like, to me, the biggest example of analytics biting you in the ass and also the reason why they got, got you to the dance was the Rays pulling Blake Snell in game six. Yeah. Fuck you. It's, he's fucking dealing and he's your ace. He's not going to pitch again this series. Why take them out? And and this is the thing. If I've had conversations with people that are all about the analytics, and they cut me off right there. It's like, now that's the one time it, it doesn't work. No, like, there's, I, there's, I, there's other times. Well, the, the but truth that's, is, that's, what, that just happened to be in the fucking well, World this, Series. This is this is the truth of analytics. Okay. The analytics are there because they actually are right most of the time, right? Sure. But baseball is a game of feel. It's a game of momentum. Well, I mean, and like, shifts. Like, why do you and think in Kevin... that moment the analytics are wrong? They're wrong. Let, prove that they're not wrong. You know the what I mean? Analytics were right all the time 
every game would just go on in Correct. And that's the difference between, yeah, you know, you could see, listen, I don't think that managers of today that rely heavily on analytics, even the good ones, would have thrived in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it just because the, the feel is different. But there are some of them that have a better feel than, no offense to Yankee fans, someone like Aaron Boone. Like Joe, oh, no, Aaron Boone Joe, sucks. Joe Madden yeah, like, is, is all about the analytics, and he's one of the guys that I don't always like what he does, but he has a good feel for a game and how it is going. Well, you could just look at the, the first Rays team that he took that he took to sure, World 2008. Series. It's not much there, really. I mean, like you had a bunch a young of young Evan guys. Longoria. But what I'm saying yeah. is, like these are these are kids, and then you have and you have fucking piece of shit Pat Burrow playing 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 right field. I fucking hate. You, I mean, Pat you, you had a young you had Casimir, you had fucking da- a young David Price who was a fucking animal and coming back out of the bullpen. And dude, uh, Carl like, Crawford, dude, it was a he was awesome. Like that was a very good young Carl young Crawford team. was not awesome for the Red Sox. The, he was or bad. The Yankees. Or the that's right. I who was, who was the other guy? There was one time where like the where I think it was like the Padres or the Dodgers just switched players. Like Adrian Gonzalez was one. Oh no! So Adrian Gonzalez signed with um, the uh, Red, Red Sox. Sox. The Red Sox, and he he put up numbers, but the team was bad. Yeah, he, he it, put it up was, numbers, it but it year, didn't justify the. What I'm saying is, it was Pedro Sandoval too. Kung yeah. Fu Panda signed Carl Crawford. And yes, then eventually there was a huge. There was a massive trade. trip with it. Well, and but there was one other guy that came from the Dodgers, and he played second base. Something Sanchez, I think. I can't remember. No, it doesn't matter. He probably I, sucked ass anyway. No, he was actually a pretty good player. Well, you know that most guys go to the Rays and they're good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I listen. So I, I was looking at the standings today, and the, my buddy who who ironically told me the uh, uh, the roulette trick. Sure. Um, is a Detroit Tigers fan. Oh, that sucks. Dude. So. Just and I didn't realize I did this because the odds on the on the on the Boston Red Sox line was too easy to take at one at favorite at one run at plus one hundred right okay I put a hundred bucks on it just that that's a straight double up putting it on black who are they playing They're playing the Tigers yeah so I, I told my buddy that and I go so you help me win all this money then I bet against your team and he goes yeah fuck you I'm charging you two points for telling you my secrets. Man. I'm like, fuck you. It's a sh- damn shame when you think about the fucking players that the Tigers had during well, their World Series run. So we were talking oh. about me and him were talking about that today, and it's like he's like, Oh, the Tigers are the worst are the worst team in the worst team in the major league baseball. I go, that I go, that's not true. That's the Pirates. And I look at the record. Nope, you're right. Eight and twenty one, and your differential is minus sixty two, bro. It's, it's bad. It hurts my heart that this Miguel is Cabrera's on Miggy's there. When you think about the teams they had, Tyler Boyd's Dude, there. Do you know Miggy? Miggy was so good offensively that they moved him to third base so they could get Prince Fielder. And Miggy was not a great third baseman. Uh-huh. He was good enough, but obviously he he didn't lose anything at the plate. I mean, I was talking to you when going back to the analytics thing. I was talking to uh, Taylor the other night um, about WAR. And why uh, well, war? Because well, I because I told what you what is it good thing. for? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, well, no, because we were talking about that. I was say because I watched a video where uh, yeah. a, some some guy came up with a stat called Jaws, and it's <laughs> okay. and, and, and this isn't like flump. Apparently, apparently, Jaws is a real thing, and by Jaws, Jeff, Jeff Jaff is his and, name that and, created it. And war standards right now, Mike Trout is a top five center fielder of all time. The only people in front of him are Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays. Uh, but he's already in front of Ken Griffey. Jr. Okay, this is another I'm reason why, why that statistic, why war is can be very false. And again, I think it's a measuring stick. So I, Mike Trout is a, is a slightly above average center fielder defensively. To even think that his defense is on the level of a prime Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, or Mickey Mantle. What about Kenny Lofton? In ignorance. Do you think Kenny Lofton was a better center fielder? Uh, 
close, comparable, I would okay. say. Um, not he just, as quick? Not as quick. I mean, Trout is fast, but his biggest – he doesn't have the best arm. It doesn't have the most accurate arm. And – Instincts are such a part of center field. He he's obviously a very good center field. Yes, right. very he's good slightly center. above average. I would say even above average. But those two, Willie Mays and Ken Griffey Jr. specifically, might be the best defensive center fielders of all time. Willie Mays more so right. when you think about it. I mean, oh, oh so here, 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 I just remembered Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, and. Defensively, I, th- I think someone said, I think it was either Jim Edmonds, which is fucking Edmonds dumb. is one of the best center fielders. Well, I'm, I'm there's saying, ever been. Far, oh, right, I agree with you. But like, like just those those four names. Um, that's the, that's the thing. So the, I, we were talking about the analytics, and I brought I started shitting on war, and um, immediately, I, the, dude, the, did was unprovoked. We were talking about analytics, and the first thing he says, war. Fuck that. So the the year that I, I knew war was false for the nerds that say it's like the most important stat. And if they picture to you just like what it covers, you'd be like, oh, that is the most important stat. In 2012, Miguel Cabrera became the first player since 1967 to win the Triple Crown. That's exactly what he said to me. The Tigers won the AL Central with 88 wins, and they ended up winning the pennant. The Angels finished third in the AL West. They didn't make the wild card. They did win 89 games, and Mike Trout had the highest war, okay? And everyone was, the nerds were saying war is more important. War is more important than a Triple Crown. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you! A triple crown right. on the best team in the AL Central that ended up winning the go, winning the American League. I know that playoffs don't have anything to do with MVP because teams that have not made the playoffs have had guys win it. Fine, but a triple crown in modern baseball hasn't been done since 1967. Carl Carl Jaszczemski was the last one, and you talk yeah, my, my distant relative. Yeah, we both have Hall of Famers that are in our families. He has Carl. I have Phil Rizzuto. You. Um. I forgot you had Phil Rizzuto. That's right. Yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know. Uh, I'll get back to you. It, no, it, Do you have it's, anyone it's famous so in your family tree? Yes. Who? Denzel Washington. <laughs> well, you're related I, to Denzel you, Washington? I believed you for all <laughs> 0.5 seconds because you had conviction until you started laughing. Yeah. That was good. Because I think he saw my eyes like get enraged. <laughs> no, uh, so, do you actually have anyone famous in your family? Not that I know of. So I, wanna? it's no. It, no. it's just because like I've like I looked at the family tree and one day I was at my aunt's house who's a diehard Met fan. Like like we don't talk ever except it's the Mets. And also my cousin, but I put him in timeout. And I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> so I'm at I'm at my aunt's house and we're talking one time and she goes, Yeah, you know, one time uh, Carl was over here and I'm like, Carl. <laughs> the fuck is Carl? And she's like, Yeah, you know, uh and she's a Carl Malone. I was getting deep dicked. <laughs> It's my it's, first of all. It's even worse. It's like it's my great aunt. It's, 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 it's my it's great. It's my father. Right. It's my father's aunt. Right. So I, like, I'm at the house. We're hanging out. And she said, "Yeah, I, was, I saw. I was talking to Carl the other day. I'm like, Carl. She's like, Yeah, like he played for Boston or something. I go, Carl fucking Yastrzemski. Yeah, that's like, like a, a weird like that. She kind of like just kind of like uh, big timed you there. She's like, Yeah. She name dropped hard on you. But here's the thing. Like it was just so casual. And the next thing I said to her was like. Like how? Since when? He's like, yeah, he like. That's he like met, a really weird, like, casual it, it, relationship it's, it's, to it, bring up. It's like he's like he, yeah, he married. Just relationship, family. He married into the family. Like he's like my third uncle, twice removed, something. And then like my aunt, my aunt used to babysit the kid that's in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, playing for the little, Giants. That's a little interesting. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, when were you gonna tell me any of this? And then she, I, and then, but then, then you know, she's the best, and she got me an autographed uh, copy. Did you Keith, sell it of, of Keith Hernandez's book? Oh, okay. Did you sell it? Um, now no. wait for Keith to die and then sell it. I would never sell that. <laughs> I love Keith. What if too someone much. offered you? I like, don't want to wait for Keith to if, die. He's gonna live forever. What if someone Fuck offered you, you five hundred thousand dollars for it? Never. Five a million. 
I would, th- I would think about it for 1.5. I would sell one of my family members for 100 bucks. <laughs> I, I just want to sell things. No, I just want to sell things. Sell, sell your blood and semen. Uh, dude, they don't want either. What? Not mixed together. Dude, there was a time. Um, it, oh, my God. You might have been with me. I don't know if you were working at Best Buy yet. I, one of you two was with me. Okay. I, was, I got really fucked up the night before, right? Like, it was like in that streak where I was just drinking every day. Right. And they were doing a blood drive at Best Buy. Yeah, I was there. And. As I was walking inside, they're like, oh, would you like to donate? And I looked at her. I said, trust me, you don't want it. And I walked away. Yep. I remember <laughs> like that. That, uh, that was, oh, you know what night that was? That was um, Jazz's last day, I think. When, well, she, when she was at uh, Geek Squad. Yes. Or oh, when she left our store yeah, and I, uh, Frank Ebola came out, too. Oh, yeah. uh, I was happy Frank was there. But All right. Why don't we get to our reviews? Um, yeah, um, so do you mind if I do mine first? Because I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Sure. Okay, so you gave me the father starring yes. Anthony Hopkins. Uh-huh. Um, he won best direct, best, best actor. He won best actor. Right? All of it, yeah. Good. He absolutely deserved every. He, he deserved it one thousand percent. It's the best he's looked Dude. in a movie, honestly, since since uh, Silence of the Lambs, in yeah. my opinion. And um, he's a great actually, actually, actually in he there. was really good in Two Popes. He's a gr- he's a great actor, um, like, and he, he was great as Odin. Yeah, dude, he's he's really good as Odin. He's but he's, I mean, um, the Two Popes. I was shocked at how much I actually enjoyed it. See, but, I didn't like the Two Popes. I enjoyed because Hopkins was so good. Well, in it. him. In, um, the the High Sparrow from Game of Thrones. And d- all, all, all I think of, oh, dude, every time I hear the word Sparrow, all I think about is That's Fable Three. Fa- L- little, little, little Sparrow. Little Sparrow. Little Sparrow. But um, so go on. Uh, um, he won Best Actor. He you won said Best absolutely Actor. Absolutely deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. Um, I'm just gonna talk about one scene specifically sure. because it's still like it, I, I would. I'm not gonna lie. To you, I legitimately like I, I shed a couple tears. Dude, it's it, the it's movie hard. moved. It legitimately moved me. I don't. Like, I, it, 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 it didn't move it, me. If it's sticking with you right now, though, it made me feel. It still makes me feel some type of way. It's a, it's a type of sad I haven't experienced in quite some time. And profound, I would say it's like profound, euphoric. You uh, agreed in, in the wrong th- way. Yes. <laughs> Like, not in a good way. Yeah, not yeah. like the TV show. Good sure, way. sure, yeah. Even though it's not really good. Good time? Hang in the trailer. Yeah, you. No, so, okay, so basically it follows Anthony Hopkins' character who's, who has really, really bad dementia, who's living in his, 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 flat. Da- his, his flat, his daughter's flat, which he believes to be his. Now, throughout the film, Anthony Hopkins goes through so many different emotional highs and lows and obviously because of dementia, he doesn't really know where he, he doesn't, sometimes he forgets where he's at sometimes who he, he's he, talking to right? And you know, he, why and he, people aren't there and he gets disoriented a lot, you know, he gets very confused yeah. there's one thing I noticed and the the way he tries to keep himself here, because he, he knows what's happening and he tries to keep himself present in the moment is if he doesn't have his watch on yeah. him and he always looking for looking at his watch, trying to keep track of time. If he doesn't have it, he gets very, very anx- anxious. Okay. And I felt like that was a very good thing to like a very I, subtle thing to put in there. Can, can I tell? I agree completely. Yes. I think it's a very important thing because it's the one thing they can relate to. Like they say, a lot of people with dementia and Alzheimer's music is the main thing. Yes. So the scene, the the scene for me that was kind of like the crutch of how the whole story and the move, the way the movie was told, was the scene when Olivia Coleman, who plays his daughter, she's fantastic she's in this awesome. as well. Yes. Um, um, she smothers him, right? And she's imagining smothering him. Yes. But what is ultimately revealed in the movie is that the whole thing is from inside his mind. Yes. So he was imagining himself getting, getting smothered. smothered by so the, the shifting of what whose perspective it was coming from and what the reality actually was, and then the big reveal at the end of it, I was like devastated when I realized the whole thing was in his fucking mind, how he was seeing things happening. It really bummed me out, but it wasn't even that. And it's it, it's... 
and I, I relate to this scene a little too much, and it, it freaks me out because I, I going through therapy and all the stuff sure. I've been going through over the last couple months. Um, my therapist has kind of told me, he's like, listen, like, you, like you're a grown ass man, like you have all these things that are great about you, and like you, you handle your business, but like you, it's it's amazing that you like for me, you still look at things through the eyes of a child sometimes. You absolutely do. I mean, I think I do too. So right, I understand. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I'm not special, but like for some reason, and it's 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 already getting hard for me to talk about was when. He like he realizes that like oh my mother's not going to come to see me because oh, he's also mommy, in his eighties. The, the mommy and, thing at the end, an old man with dementia saying, "I want my mommy." Dude, devastating. Though the movie literally, oh, it, it, I was I was shocked by how much it emotionally pulled me in, and like I said, I the, fucking hate that. The the I dude, yeah. I was I was legitimately like devastated for a little bit the, about the it. last time I felt like that when I watched something was when you and me. Uh, watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that yeah. was the last time I felt some type of way like no, that. No, I and like I said, just the, I, you know, this is beyond. I thought the story was done beautifully. Yes. Um, but from for me, you know, I got to be the break the nerd wall here sure. a little bit. The the technique in which the way the story was told for you to not truly know that the whole thing was just inside. You were inside the mind of a dementia patient. Genius. And the it was it was slow played so well. It's a short movie. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, not and, long at all. And the. It was so profound and beautiful and tragic, and Hopkins just he floored me. I Amazing. and it's hard. It's crazy to think you'd be floored by Anthony Hopkins. Like you know who this motherfucker is. Yes, he's Sir Anthony Hopkins. He's the best. And to deliver, you know, it, it's crazy. He's still doing as many movies as he does. He's like eighty three. I didn't know this. So um, one of the, one of the other reasons I ended up, like I love the movie even more now. Yeah. Is because of how they fucked up at the Oscars. Yes. I told you about how they did that, right? Yeah. So the fact. So I didn't know this, but the reason Anthony Hopkins wasn't there, there's two reasons. One was, you know. Travel, senior citizen, whatever. Sure. He, got di- he got diagnosed as having uh, Asperger's back in like 2014. Like an adult, he was donated with like, don- uh, autism. And he's like, that's why I've never really liked the award shows. It's hard for me. Like, that's actually very interesting, like this age, and to become an advocate for that. But um, what was your grade on the the father? Yeah, the father. <laughs> I can't even make that joke anymore after I watched this yeah, movie. Dude, yeah, um, it gets it gets an eight seven. Um, Fair. It's fucking. I do think you should watch it at some point, Josh. It's it's unbelievable. Josh, I'll probably watch it. It's a Netflix movie, right? I know. Amazon Prime. Amazon oh, okay. Prime. Yeah. So I mean, it's there because yeah. I I looked at it on that because usually you could just type it on like the the TV app on and it Apple, pulls up where it's streaming and it tells you where it's at. Couldn't wasn't there because it's not even remotely available on Apple. Yeah. So you have to. I mean, you could you could, could do one on YouTube too. But like, I almost just ruined that? his uh, his night the other night. I don't know if you've heard about why? this. Why? Why this time? No. The um the lawsuit that Apple's in right now. Oh yeah. Uh, so, no, you did kind of ruin so it. So someone is suing Apple on the basis that when you buy a movie from them mm. for twenty bucks, whatever. Yeah. If for some reason an, um, a company buys the, the distri- distribution rights to that movie, like let's say in theory um, uh, Amazon bought it, right? They bought Disney. Yeah. The hypothetical here. You would not be able to buy any Disney properties off of Apple, and any movie you bought, you no longer own. Really? Yeah. So that that's the thing. So this guy is arguing in court that to buy on Apple should be cheaper than it is at twenty bucks because technically, if something gets fucked up with the the distribution rights of that movie, I can't have it anymore on Apple, and I paid full price to own it. So like, it's a very interesting case. So the whole idea is that they they have to lower their prices. Yeah, because so, I have but like, their I have prices like, are. Pretty competitive on movies. I, they are, but but at the same time, like, and, they're saying you don't own it though. It shouldn't be twenty bucks. Here's it should you don't own it. 
Yeah, but I mean, like that's a risk you run with any streaming. Well, that's service. the case that they're ma- they're making. But you're talking about when you have Netflix or Amazon Prime streaming, it, they tell you that those movies are dropping off. But if you go out tomorrow and you buy, um, you bought The Father for twenty bucks, and then a month from now, Amazon Prime bought the rights to that studio, you paid twenty bucks and you don't own the movie anymore. Hmm. So it's well, see, that, it's an interesting how, proposition. How often does that actually happen? I bought it's so many rare, movies. It's over, rare. So it, it's, it's a loophole, right? It's it's a very it's a very weird thing. That I I can't think of a, of a of a specific time when that has happened, but the reason why it scares me is because there's over 235 movies on my <laughs> Apple account. Yeah, right. I got a lot. I mean, there's a lot of dumb ones, yeah. but like there's a lot of really really good ones. Like I think the dumbest one I have on here, and I was telling you guys, is because whatever I, you think the dumbest one is, I guarantee you there's at least five dumber ones. <laughs> So the dumb is in the eye of the beholder. The three dumb ones I definitely have off the top of my head. One is the Blue Mountain State movie. Yeah, the entourage, the, the entourage movie. Dumber. And I was, I'm, I'm like mad at myself for even liking that show. We're going to talk about entourage in a little bit, actually. I understand why. And the other one, and this is again, I told you, I will, if I want to see something out of pure curiosity, I'll pay whatever I got to pay because I just want to see what it's all about. Okay, what is it? A dog's purpose. Yeah, uh, I'm good. I just assume I'll dogs tell, die in that, and I'll tell you why. And this is exactly what I said after I watched it. I texted all my friends who had dogs. You didn't have Lacey yet. Yes. But you had Benji. Uh-huh. Um, and I texted all my friends. No, who, who had Dog's Purpose came out when Benji was dead, I'm pretty I, sure. I'm just saying, you had a dog. So sure, you know, sure. Anyone who's had a dog and watched this movie and didn't cry... You're oh, dude, a that's fucking why, heartless see, piece of shit. I like movies that'll make me cry. I do not like it when it's about a dog getting the killed. The worst I, part is that it's Dennis Quaid at the end. <laughs> Wait, so let me explain. Yeah, I learned this. Do, do you want me to tell you what the movie is? Essentially, I've, I've, I've heard about it enough. I, I know I have the idea of it's, what a dog's it, purpose it's, is. It's, it's, it's the it's, same dog getting reincarnated yeah. a bunch of different times. Um, I when I was um, living with my ex um, back in like 2009, voiced by Josh. I I watched. I made the mistake. I was you know living away from Benji, my childhood dog. Yes. I made the mistake one night of watching uh, Marley and Me. No. And, no, oh, no. I was fucking Stop devastated. It. Oh, God. Dude, I remember when I was like a little kid and my dog Skip came out and the fucking dog almost gets killed and it dies at the end. I cried at that. Yeah. I, dude, I don't want to see dogs get killed. That's why all of us like John Wick so much. Let's be real. Dude, listen, I, so many times when a dog has died in a movie, and especially at the end, it's like so sad and fuck us because like you did that and now we hate your movie even though we already paid to watch it. And then... Just whoever decides just to completely flip the script and turn it into the greatest, one of the best action trilogies of the last 10 years. God bless you, Dude, man. Dude, I just thought... And the fact that I just in the beginning of the third movie, when he's... Run, whatever it is, I'm sure it's great. When he's running oh. through the rain and he's oh, yeah, excommunicado yeah. and he's got the fucking pit bull with him. Dude, and the, the first, John Wick series. And the first thing I'm thinking is if they kill this fucking pit bull... Please don't do it, All right, it, man. so I just thought about a, a movie scene where a dog gets killed, and I'm not devastated, okay? Where? What? All right. What? It, it, <laughs> in Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> when okay. uh, when uh, Arnold is on the phone, it's Edward Furlong's voice talking to his foster parents, and yeah. um, he's like, well, if he's dead, well, if he's crying, and I don't know why he's made me laugh, but... He hangs up the phone, and Arnold says, your foster parents are dead. <laughs> it's just so matter of fact. And then, and then right after that, the, uh, he goes outside, and then the T-1000 kills the dog. He just shoots it. No big deal. Painless. All right, so you love the father. Yes. Um, Josh, we both listened to this album. Yep. Now, Josh texted me. Um, I, would, I, I would assume. Late in the week last week, and he said, um, have you listened to the album? And I said, yes. He's like, I have thoughts on it. I said, I do too. 
That was the extent of the conversation. So, uh, so I that wanna, leads me to believe is that we have wildly differing opinions. I, I agree. So I actually I want to give you the honor of going first. Okay. So please, you, um, the album was uh, Youth by the band Citizen. Taylor decried this as, uh, it came out in 2013, the last great emo album that kind of ended emo as we well, know it. Also what I said was, and I believe I might have jumped the gun, but I believe it still to be true. The greatest emo record ever written. Yes, that, that's where I was going to go next. Josh. Yes. Uh, okay, so Taylor, the exact words that you used were the quintessential emo album. Yes. Uh, you're off base. No. It's not. Okay, well, hold on. Let me it's finish. Fine. To call something the quintessential of anything means that that's the fucking pinnacle, man. It is. This is a fantastic album. It's I amazing. loved every second of this. Yes. Quintessential? Because it was at the end of the emo era. It wasn't at the height. That and then, listen, and that's not me saying yeah. you're wrong or anything. Because listen, in 2013, that genre was slowly declining. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Like you know if saying? you listen to emo today and you want you, you go back and like look on look back on emo, you're always looking at the stuff that was like 2005 to like 2009. 2009. That was like the yeah. that was like the heyday, right? Yes. Yeah. You know that's that's where fucking the used uh, AFI. Exactly. You, Fucking yeah. uh, mid like was the the apex My of Chemical the vortex. Romance, three cheers. Like, if I look at this and I compare it to some albums that I would consider in the running for quintessential emo album, sure. like if I look at this versus the Black Parade, Black Parade wins, dude. It's listen, and it's a it's very hard because I'm a Black Parade truther. That's their best album, in my opinion. But to me, it's just this for some reason just hits a little harder than that. Right. And I don't know what it is. Maybe just because be, because with the Black Parade, the Black Parade is such is is based solely on this magnificent pageantry and this crazy imagery and this whole big fucking concept that the Black Parade is dead and it's this fucking masterpiece of a right. record. And then just out of nowhere, Citizen just comes out with youth, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Listen, so Man. I'll tell you, I give this I give this album a five out of five. I did love it. It, it was yes. an easy listen, 10 songs, 31 minutes. You know, Yo, how, hard did Ro- how hard did Rome the Room hit Bro, when it first started? I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I like this. There's some punky elements to yeah. it in the way that the, that the music is playing. Yeah. And I dug the way the vocals were. It's not like... What you what you would consider like classic emo? Yeah, it's not whiny, right? Definitely not whiny. But like, if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics, and I know I have a feeling I know what this guy's gonna say. The lyrics have uh, quite a bit of heavy handedness. Though I, I, I made sure to say that when I gave it to you, I made sure to preface that. Because but like, well I dig that sort of thing. You I know, as too. long as yes. the message is there, and the, to me, this album flowed together so well from front to back. I, the first time I listened to it, I didn't even realize that I'd listened to the full album when it was over. I was yeah. like, yo, I really enjoyed that. It was very good. The first day I listened to it, I listened to it five times. Yes. In the last week, I probably listened to this like 15 to 20 times. I love that. And I dug it. I love all the songs. Everything to me was a five. Yes. Um, I, my only issue with the way that you framed it is, is saying quintessential. But I get I get it, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. To me, this is not quintessential, sure. but it's great. That I, I that I can live with, and even if you shit on it, I I'll, I can live with it because I understand. This guy's about to fucking <laughs> go he, in. He, 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 he wouldn't just do what he All just right. did. Right. He wasn't about wait, to wait, completely wait, wait, rip wait. it apart. Wait, 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 wait! Listen, 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 listen. Linda, listen. I like this album more. Then I like the Black Parade. I actually love this album. I legitimately loved it. Um, I uh, I went into I got swerved, dude. Uh, I went yeah, into we it with did. the the mindset that the way you framed it, kind of, because 
I didn't like I don't have this like bookend moment in my mind of when emo as we as we grew up with it died. Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. the moment it was bookended, I listened to this and it incorporated a lot of different sounds from different bands that I I like cuz I, I wrote down one of the songs like it sounds ordinary but it works. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be more complicated than it is. So the lyrics in something like this don't come off heavy-handed to me because the the subject matter fits the sound, the 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 way he sings fits the sound, the way they work in the harmonies with the choruses fits the sound. Everything just kind of blends in. I didn't give any song anything less than a 5 on the album. Um, I, you know, a couple songs, I, like I was like, oh, it's kind of a little bit like brand new. Oh, the only thing they didn't have is the the whiny high pitch kind of stuff that you yeah. get in a lot of emo. I did like but, the, I did like the scream that's kind of off yeah, yeah, mic yeah, yeah, dude, in the background. I, I, I like that shit I like where that they blend a lot. that in. Yeah. Um, it's not as heavy as like early Thrice, but Thrice was should have never been considered an emo band. They just yeah, get, lumped they get lumped in. Lumped in um, yes. you know, for me, my favorite, my favorite emo. I I don't think it's my favorite emo album. It's fantastic. I've listened to it at least as many times as you. What? Meg uh, Meg, oops, oh shit, whatever. Ears finally texted whatever, me. Whatever, it's about, not that big of a deal. About the video that I sent her. Yeah, what what she say? Oh my god, uh, what is this? It's you. Is this? I would say. Is this an old video? I go, nope, it's from today. <laughs> um, but um, you know, my my favorite, my like my the, the emo album that like kind of made me actually like emo because I've told you this before, Taylor. Yes. I did not love Tell All Your Friends by Taking Back Sunday when I, it came I out. I still don't understand. Um, I, I, it, I listen. It just it, it didn't hit me at that right moment. But then when it got to where you want to be, I was I was head All over in. heels. When, and then yeah. Louder Now came out and I fucking loved it. So for me, emo started for me like on an emotional level at Taking Back Sunday, and that's when I really started diving into more and more bands. And to, like there's a there's a couple songs in here that sound a little bit like brand new and it's funny because i'm not the biggest brand new fan but i respect their hustle um, well, not, not not anymore no well him no but as a band yes. sure i get it well um, from where they came from to selling out arenas with only three albums yeah correct and everyone's like deja and tendu but De me daisy's the best record um so um every song was a five so i don't want to go over like every little thing about why sure. it's a five um but on a couple of them uh, so i i want to hear Roam the Room, and I want to hear The Night I Drove My Car. Roam the Room is as great a fucking way to kick off an album. Um, this is where I first wrote. The sound is ordinary, but it works so fucking well. Yeah. Like, I don't think they have, like, a distinct sound, but their sound fits, and it works, and it just everything projects very well for me on an album like this. Um, so let me see where I have... Uh, my the, so the first time I listened to it, I wrote down first listen through my favorite song. But after multiple listens, I put it at my third favorite album. The summer is fucking awesome. So, the yes, summer is fucking fantastic. It's the first song on the album where I felt their sound shifted a little bit because the first two, and I'm cool with it, sound a little similar to an extent. The summer kind of changes it. For sleep, I just wrote, "Wow, this is a depressing song." Um, how does it feel? I fucking love the breakdown on it. The lyrics are great. See, the worst it's part, the most solid song on the album. The worst I'd say. part is that anytime. Says, oh, the song title is called "How Does It Feel." The first thing I think of is like "Like a Rolling Stone" by Bob Dylan. I know. How does it feel? I love I love Bob Dylan. I'm on your own. Dude, I've listened to way too much Bob Dylan in my life. You need to make a Bob Dylan GPS. I would, dude. I had to turn right, and then if you're wait, no, do, do you do the family combo where his son comes in one headlight? <laughs> I can't even feel that bad because I because I, I stole a joke from Robin Williams who's. Notoriously stole jokes. That was yeah. a Robin. That was well, a Robin. You're just paying it forward. Um, the night I drove alone, it was almost like an interlude, cool short song. Speaking with the ghost, fucking rules. Uh, another really good one. Um, so this is where my. I think they closed the album out like. 
beautifully. The last three songs. Yes. Your head got misplaced. Short, but I think it's the most fun song on the album. That's the one that like reminded me of like taking back Sunday's upbeat shit the most. Yeah. Um, I love the sound on it. Uh, sick and impatient was so good. My favorite song on the album. I love the structure, the lyrics, the music, and drawn out. My second favorite song on the album. Um, I I think the the whole thing just flows beautifully. Yeah. When an album can go from song to song and just have that again it's flow I guess yeah. it's it's just a flow an ebb and a feel to it it's like watching like the matrix when the agent's dodging the bullets and it looks like he can see everything that's happening right. that's how I feel when I listen to albums like this I'm like oh every, I just know where everything yeah. is going and it that's, fits that's, it fits that's what uh, kind of drove it home for me that first listen through and getting to the end Seamless. I'm, like, well, I'm like wow I was like, like, that, that was the album like that was great yeah that, well that was like um, when you guys thought I was going to like foxing either and yeah. I was like I fucking loved the fo- I loved I loved it and it was sometimes things just fit the right way and I can respect this um, you know when I think about like quintessential albums that's why I, I did look at it in those terms I could see why you put it that way um, you know for me like quintessential the definition is always going to be like the album that is most related to a moment or a genre right. a, a, gen- a moment in history with that genre like you know I'm a bigger Pearl Jam fan than Nirvana but yes. I will not say Ner- Nevermind is not the quintessential it drugs is. record sure. it's without question well so, I will say the first Alice in Chains record too oh uh, unbelievable yeah. it's I mean Every every one of those bands' first three could be argued. Yes, you don't have to right. like Pearl Jam to acknowledge that Ten is an important fucking album. I agree. It's um, the only album. It, it's it, there's a lot of songs, but it, I agree it's the only besides the Unplugged. The Unplugged. I, my favorite Nirvana album is still the Unplugged record. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh man, I watched the Alice in Chains Unplugged oh, last night. It's oh. unbelievable. Dude, you know, like it you made could me, sink into that it, shit. It made dude. me go back and like look at Alice in Chains as a whole, like the whole timeline. So like, what a fucking sad story dude, Lance Daly was, man. Dude, that I mean the whole grunge genre. Guy. The whole grunge genre really is kind of littered with it even I mean, like even, to this even, day I mean, with Chris Cornell yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the Chris Cornell stuff even Scott Stapp yeah. you know that's it's it's Scott Stapp not Scott Weiland Scott I wish Stapp. it was Scott well, Stapp, no, well, Scott Stapp we, is, all, we all just agreed because we wish that was what it was Scott Weiland I, I liked Creed man I, 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 I like, saw him live at the when they put out the 10,000 faces I, record I like um uh, My Own Prison that's a good song yeah. that's actually a good song did you listen to Digital Underground yes okay so we're gonna talk go not my thing okay fair enough I don't want to say it's bad because it's not true i as far as old school hip-hop is concerned this is a particular record i would listen to and to me i would say generic but i realize that's not fair because of the um, era in which it came out correct yeah but like if i was going to listen to an album from 1990 i i would probably go maybe a year or two earlier and listen to anything that rock Kim and eric b were putting out that's just me personally um i don't think it's bad by any means and i have to say wholeheartedly I didn't, and I, I've heard the Humpty Dance before, didn't like it at all. Ouch. Nothing about it to me was fun. Um, and also, I also equate this, like again, so Digital Underground is a group, correct? Yeah. Yes. Right. So if, if I was to talk about quintessential, since we're saying that word a lot today, uh, quintessential rap groups, Digital sure. Underground doesn't come to mind. The first two, the first fourth people I would think of would be NWA, Tribe Called Quest, Naughty by Nature and Wu Tang Clan. Clan. Yeah. Yes, those would be the first four I would think of. I wouldn't even put Digital Underground five. Well, Digital Underground is kind of like a weird thing, right? Because it's a blend of a lot of different styles. And, it seems and the like thing it about Shock D is it's more of his his own genius, correct? That makes him as important as he is. You know, like 
People love the Humpty Dance because he's he, he's fucking you know he's he's being funny throughout it. Yeah, you know, right. talking about uh, fucking fucking somebody in a Burger King bathroom. Yes, talking about how big his nose Fra- is. It's about Frank Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Artemis. You know, like so the way they try to blend hip hop and funk and you know a lot of different sounds with rapping with which singing. is kind of the norm now. Yeah. Like, I, I I do realize that in 1990 that that was way ahead of its time. Oh, it was groundbreaking at yeah. the time. I, I, I do I do see that and I see the significance of the record, but when I listen to it. I just I have zero continuity with yeah. it. Yeah. You and that's fair. I mean? Like uh, to me, I just wanted you to to know a little bit of his work and like, you know, see something that he's really known for. I mean, like Understand I, I why could, it was a big deal that he died. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I could have given you Tupacalypse now, but you've listened to Tupacalypse now. It's yes, fucking great. It's that's awesome. quintessential. Yes. That's quintessential. Back to that word. Yes. You know, and he's he was the driving force behind that album. You know, Pac is obviously rapping, but he made the music. Right, that's that, that's that's a big. That's like deal. not acknowledging Dr. Dre and Eminem's work. Like younger kids probably don't know Dr. Dre. Like right. which is, well, well, they know they, might, do, they know Dr. Dre being the weird guy that had the aneurysm a couple months ago. Yeah, that or the Beats guy. They don't know anything about his work as a producer and right. as a rapper or yeah. anything like that. I wish I could have taken a picture of my sister's face when I said the guy, the 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 the, the black guy from Are We There Yet was rapping Gangsta oh, Gangsta dude. with N.W.A. and my and my sister's like. That's the same Ice Cube. I go, yeah, except he's got a Jerry Curl and he's eighteen. Dude, the Predator is one of my favorite rap albums of all yeah. time. It fucking hits so goddamn hard. Oh, no Vaseline, bro. Oh like, my god, it's still one of the best diss tracks of all, all right. Time. So Taylor, um, picks for this week. All right, so I had a movie in mind, um, but then I, I, you got me on a, an idea here. Okay, so we're talking about baseball movies, right? I'm so, big. I'm huge. In okay, baseball so baseball movies. movies. And I'm thinking about them, and I'm thinking about, like, you know, um, it, baseball players that there's movies about. Uh-huh. There's not as many as you would think where it's kind of like their story, right? Think Let's about uh, them off the top of your head, which ones there are. Oh, God. Uh, 42, Jackie Robinson. Uh, the one with uh, the babe. With John Goodman playing him. Which is not really that good. No, it's terrible. I love John Goodman. but Yeah, he's... it's terrible. Did you ever see that, Josh? Be, uh, John, Goodman, John Goodman playing Babe Ruth. No, <laughs> it's listen. It's really not, and it, it, it's rough. Listen, it pains me, and I know. You, and listen, I, I, you guys know how much I revere my grandfather, Jack. Sure, Chief. sure. When you look at John Goodman, that's what my grandfather looked like. The closest I can th- like in my head, that's because he's one of my favorite actors. Just because he, he I love reminds, John Goodman. He reminds I me of my love grand- John Goodman. Uh, besides the fact that he's absolutely amazing, and he hosts. Reminds, you, seven reminds times, you of your grandfather. Reminds me of my grandfather. And I was actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask something you, while you're simultaneously going to get very mad. At sure. Me. Can you please give me the natural to watch? No, no. It's not the natural. Why? Because I haven't I, seen it and I want to. No, you'll get the natural at some point. We'll stick on baseball Fuck movies. Fuck you, for I'll a bit. just watch but it by it's myself. Too, I, you're taking me off my bit here. So I'm shut sorry. the fuck up. You I'm watch sorry. it on your own. The fact that you haven't seen the natural by now, you should fucking castrate yourself. Stupid. You yelled at me you for not seeing 61. Yes, I've seen 42. Right. You yelled at me for not what you, you dude, you haven't seen 40, 61? <laughs> fuck you. With the just exact watch word. So yes. I'm talking like so what oh, name some other baseball players you'd like to see a biopic. A biopic. Biopic? Yeah. Uh honestly, Manny Ramirez. Oh my God! Well, yeah, I'm talking like think more like historic, like oh historic, yeah, like go back uh, like 80s and before, like if th- there'd be a Satchel a, Page, Satchel Page would be a good Larry Doby, Larry Doby, uh, Willie Mays, Willie Mays. I would like to see. I can't, I can't pull out any Yankees because they were all in '61. Well, no, all I, the ones I, no, that no, I, no, I want to be about, about. I want it to be about them. Joe, Joe DiMaggio. I was going to say Joe, Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio. I would say, uh, you know, Ted honestly, Williams. He was a piece of shit, but I wouldn't mind seeing a movie about Goose Gossage. Okay. So, I'm going to go back even further in baseball history because there is a movie about this player. Is it about Ty Cobb? 
It's about Ty Cobb. Fuck. Starring Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. I need to see this. Cobb. I'm going to tell you, as someone that I I hold Ty Cobb lore into like the, it's the number one thing in baseball. There was one day you, you just read Ty he Cobb's He was a horrible stories. person, right? A horrible person. So That's what, what does a horrible person deserve a movie. but a horrible movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not good. Like, it's, it's such a wasted Tommy. Tommy Lee Jones is good for the writing he yes. has, but like... They could really it, the Ty, a Ty Cobb movie now if like they made it like accurate would offend everyone. Oh, one thousand percent. He was beating up black groundskeepers because they looked at him. He once beat up a guy in the middle of a game, went to the stands and beat up a guy that had no hands. Like he he was unbelievably hated. Um, you know his own t- none of his own teammates came to his Hall of Fame induction. He hated the, the wild racist. Only had a few players he liked. Like he liked Phil Rizzuto and Jackie Robinson. He hated Babe Ruth. At one point, when Babe Ruth was all the rage, Ty Cobb was so mad because he said hitting home runs is easy, and he decided to go on a tear over. I think it was three games, where just to prove he could hit home runs, and he held the record up until a couple years ago with Josh Hamilton of most total bases in a series because he was just hitting home runs. That's all. Awesome. Like his the mythos of Ty Cobb are fascinating, and this movie is fascinating for all the wrong reasons. I don't know. <laughs> What went wrong? But if you're going to do baseball movies, you need to search every corner. Yes. And then you're going to watch um, uh, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck where he goes to Japan. I'm okay. <laughs> you're going to watch Mr. 3000. I've seen Mr. 3000. <laughs> I don't like Honestly, Mr. Honestly, I don't hate Mr. 3000. Uh, listen, I don't like it's, it. It's not good. No, it's not but great. Like the fact but that like... you've seen Mr. 3000, but you haven't seen The Natural. Like, it's like I've known people that like they only know like the Bob, Billy Bob Thornton Bad News Bears. And it's a. The it's original a, Bad News Bears is one of the funniest fucking movies. And the, the funny ever. thing is, the one with Billy Bob is a quality remake. It is it, not it's, bad. It's a quality remake. But it's just like with Adam Sandler's Longest Yard. It's a really good remake. Have oh, you dude, not I've seen the original? Did, for you. He's just playing. Well, well, Billy Bob Thornton is just playing his character from Bad Santa. Yeah, exactly. That's all he did for him. Do you want to watch a really good baseball movie? Watch yes. The Bench Warmers. I love the bench <laughs> I love it, with him fucking Nick Swartz and eating the fucking sunblock. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we're gonna get a little rogue with this. Um, the whole you this, just lost your lifetime membership in video spot. It's not good Dang bench it. warmers. I am twelve. I am twelve. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, I, 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 the movie's not good, but I like I, it. I, I, I love when the uh, fucking uh, I love when uh, Reggie jo- Jackson's in it. Dude, I, sure I, is. I love when John Lovitz is wa- like watching the, the Chippendales guy is watching the <laughs> October is, wa- is watching the kid drink. I was watching the guy drink who's pitching, and he goes, letting a 12-year-old drink like that is disgusting. <laughs> I, Dude, I just remember Nick Swartz. Look Swartzen, at all those albinos. Nick Swartz and eating his fucking sunblock. That movie is not good, but I love it. Oh, dude. I, I just love when he hands the, the piss jug out, and John Hader's like, oh, my God, is that apple juice? No. Is that sad? That's John Hader's second best movie. It's one yes. of John Hader's <laughs> three movies. Actually, no. His second best movie is Blades of Glory. I like Blades oh, of Glory. four movies. Um, four. Blades of Glory. I what's remember what's as, hard, as hard the as... The fourth is the one where Mr. Billy Wood- Bob Thornton is his uh, his high school gym teacher and Mr. Woodcock. his mom. Mr. Yes. Woodcock, yeah. He was that, in Mr. Woodcock? That was not good. No. There, I thought uh, that was Sean William Scott. There, no, there was another one with Sean William Scott. There was... Wait, we might be mixing them up because there was one with Billy Bob Thornton and Sean William Scott. Where he banged his mom. Yeah, there's there's two. We're having a confusion. No, 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 Billy no. no hold on. His name is Farley, and it, because every single you time, might be right because every, every single time as a, when they do the flashbacks as a kid, you would get something wrong, and you go, 
wrong answer, Farley. Take a lap, and you would peg him in the face with a kickball. Wait, let me ask you, Josh. Who did you look up on IMDb? John Hedder or Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. Okay. Um, there, I'm, I'm, once I see the movie and it's not Mr. Woodcock, I'm going to be mad. I don't need to know what he played himself in, stupid. <laughs> oh, you're right. It was School for Scoundrels with yeah. uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Mr. Woodcock, see, Billy Bob Thornton started doing that, where, again, he just played his bad Santa character. A bunch Did of you times. ever see his first movie? Uh, no, I saw I saw Jeff Goldblum's first. Is okay. his first movie Sling Blade? Sling Blade, that he yeah. did, and he directed it. <laughs> oh. Dude, I love Sling Blade. He'd get canceled for it today. Oh yeah. my god, did you ever see it? No, he Dude, plays a, uh, he plays a. I almost said the whole the word. He plays a, a challenged person. Regard, yes. Uh, and there's Just this, give one, away there's this one scene where he well, he's wait, let's be a, fair. He's a murderer. Yeah, he's true. a. That's why it's called Sling Blade. But oh. he's intellectually disabled. Yeah, yeah, it's and like he the, plays it. Very, very stereotypically. Really? It's but you know what the thing is like it, for the story it was. It's it's yeah. not like I don't know if you saw was this it? whole thing that happened with Sia with her music video. Oh, I saw that. Did you see that shit with Sia? Yeah, I heard about it. Oh my god! But anyway. um, but it's Sling Blade is awesome. There's this A and E biography uh-huh. uh, or no inside the actor studio he does where they ask oh, with, him to with, go with Lipton with Lipton dude. Those used to be so good and they want the crowd asked him to do the Sling Blade and he literally would like protrude, protrude his jaw a certain way that actually hurt him because he was doing it so often. The friend. Fried taters. Mm-hmm. It's like when I saw Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it's a good movie. fucking movie though. What? Jeff which one? Jeff Goldblum. Oh, goddamn rich cunts! I kill. <laughs> I kill rich cunts. Why don't we have that sound bite? Uh, well, be, be, because because that's like I don't. I can't no. even talk, dude. Like, listen, man. I, the first couple episodes of the show when I was on, I, the second I figured out how to play the History of the World Part One Caesar drop. Okay, hmm, yeah, what's yeah. next? Okay, favor, what's yeah, next? Can't, it, um, but now am, we gave that one up now, I, too. I am so excited for you to watch Cobb. Yeah. Dude, I would normally say to watch Cobb, you should get a Cobb salad, but I know you prefer the wedge salad. <laughs> I do not prefer the wedge salad, and but at least the Cobb salad would make fucking sense, and they would come prepared properly. Things not, a Cobb salad would say. It's a fucking head of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Let us say that this movie is excellent. Oh, God. Things a Cobb salad right. would say. Yankees are up 3-1. Yeah, cool. take that. How does it make you feel, Dude, you piece, piece of garbage? Got three runs off Grenke in the first, off of Giancarlo Stanton. Anyway, good. Home run. So my, Clawing it was, back. It was even funnier Boom that, still sucks. that you gave me the Cobb movie. It's one of my favorite parts in Field of Dreams when it's like, yeah, we wanted to have a full game. Ty Cobb said we wanted to play, but we all hate the fucking bastard. You know what's funny is like I will never like willingly I, put on Field of I Dreams. I love. I like Field of Field Dreams. Field of Dreams. I just I've seen it so many yeah. times. Field now. Field of Dreams have has turned into a top ten movie of all time for me. I I still genuinely think, I think sixty one is the best baseball movie. And you no. know what's number two? A League of Their Own. Yes, A League of Their Own is. I love Forty Two, man. I, I like Forty Two is very so good. Well done. I I do like Forty Two a lot. Chadwick is unbelievable. Um, Alan Tudyk as the manager of the he's Phillies. Great. He's he's, he's awesome. an amazing actor. Yeah. And Maloney. I, the best part of the movie for me is Harrison Ford. Harrison I, Ford as Branch Rickey is a revelation. I liked. Uh, Should have won every Oscar. I think he was, yeah. he was the shortstop. He was really good in that. Oh, the one that played on um, Pee Wee Reese. Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There was the same guy who was the quarterback for Permian High School. Yep, yep. That guy. I'm, He's uh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you Cobb this week. All right, cool. Oh yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you. I'm going to. We're going to go back a ways. Okay. In the year of 1957. What? 1957. Oh, okay. Interesting. A gentleman. I'm going to listen too, just based off yeah. of how outrageous this is to a me. A gentleman. It's not outrageous when I tell you what it is. A gentleman, a scholar, and a legend put out their first album in 1957. The one and only, God rest his soul, B.B. King. 
comes out with The Blues in 1957. So okay. that's the album Fuck this yeah. week. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. What? I know this album well. Uh, I'm, I have not listened to it. Since I was like a little fucking kid, I was listening to it a couple days ago. Bro, and me being in my guitar kick right now, like this is this uh, is great. It's, I'm really excited to listen to this. It's I just got chills thinking about this fucking album. I am so excited. It's amazing how seventy years later, how good this still is, dude. Dude, for my money, he's the greatest of all time. Guitar player. I will always say that. Uh, for my I'm, money, he's I, the best I can't ever. Not, argue not, against that. Not to be a jerk off. The be best. A jerk gu- off. The best guitar player. So for my money, is always going to be Eddie Van Halen, and then but, these but, are things you can't argue. No, well, it's, it's uh, like for me, it's Stevie it's, Ray Vaughan. It's yeah. like you go like from one to the other. It's Ste- like Stevie Ray Vaughan's like number two or three for me. So, but here's the thing: because there's so many different styles of playing guitar. Of course, literally, you could have subgenres of blues, blues guitar. Without a doubt, it's BB King. Yeah, one thousand percent. Then probably like Howlin' Wolf or something. Do you know like who that. he's a? He gets John, considered dude, as dude. John Mayer's a top five. John. Uh, oh yeah, blues, for blues sure. guitar. Um, there's guitarist. there's people that um, will list this guy as one of the best guitarists of all time. And he is. He's, I, I, no, he's no, a top no. I'm five. talking about someone else. I'm talking about someone else. Oh. Um, but he's a better acoustic guitarist and electric. And it's Jimmy Page. Yes. He is an unbelievable acoustic. Guitar. Listen, he's a very good guitarist right. in general. But he's a very sloppy guitarist. Yeah. Like he doesn't have the same. But if you hear well, him on a fucking acoustic, it's a completely well, different. Thing. The intro to Over the Hills and Far Away yeah. is the best part of the song, mm-hmm. and that's all Jimmy just fucking playing around. Do you know who one of the best acoustic guitarists of all time is? Fucking Kyle Gass and Tenacious D. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, he's unbelievable. Dude, and you fucking, fucking Classico is yeah, a dude. fucking incredible. Dude, Can't he's you unbelievable. He's the man we could hear you dude, applaud. I am so excited to listen to this. It is, I probably have not listened to this in it. Like, I'm, what, how old am I? 32 it's, now? Like, yes. the peak of me playing music. Yeah. Maybe 14 years old is the last time I heard this. Maybe even younger. Dude, like, this is, that, dude, this is a killer pick. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, this is a fucking killer it's pick. It's very good. And the thing is, I was watching BB King videos, like, because I, I, I got into him, but, like, he was never, like, a guy I would put on I, oh, would, I would search out bb king but i just knew who he was and really what sparked the the renaissance of me listening to bb king was when we talked to alan paul yeah. not paul yeah. alan we talked to alan male paul. alan yeah male i love that bob didn't know that <laughs> he thought but, it was just about our alan yeah he thought about our <laughs> alan but uh but when we were talking to alan paul and he was they were doing the concert for bb king and yeah he was saying uh or they were doing a concert for they were doing a benefit for stevie ray vaughn and how in a, in a room of Eric Clapton, Tom Petty, uh, fucking J- uh, John Fogarty, and there was one other guy from Cream. It could have been Ginger Baker. He was Ginger a Baker was a drummer. But either way, one so, of the best drummers of all time. Not, right, another or like another really famous guitarist that is escaping me at the moment. BB King walks in the room, and these guys who are legends, their jaws drop, and they take their hats off, and he's shining respect for the. For BB King was always shown. Well, dude, jazz and guitar is the is the floor. The pinnacle. Like that, Correct. That, 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 that's the foundation for yeah. modern rock guitar. Correct. Like like for me, like my my top five guys, three of them are jazz guitarists. Name you know, BB King, Les Paul, yes, um, Eric Clapton. Those Eric are my top three. It's funny. Clapton is I I think by every technical standard is probably the, the most well rounded guitarist that you'll ever see because yeah. he could play every style, every fucking type of we want to play guitar. If that dude wanted to drop a metal album, it would have the most gnarly fucking <laughs> yeah, shit dude. on it. Dude. Like he's unbelievable. He's not my favorite, but he's you can't deny well, it. And, no. and also like going into what you were saying, and we've said it a couple times on the show, but 
you know, again, as far as from a technical standpoint, you won't get any better than Eric Clapton, genuinely. Well, we, we also but are being best... remiss not even saying Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, <laughs> like, of right. course, well, of course. Right. He rounds up my top five. Yeah, I was going to say, has but, to. But, like, when, when Eric Clapton says that some of the best guitar players he's ever played with was one George George Harrison. George Harrison. There. George Harrison. I can't think of the second one. Jack White. Jack yeah, White. Jack White is great, dude. Oh, and I have, everything, though. And to me, I mean, I knew how great he was, but solidified how great he really was is honestly John Mayer. Yeah, when he's there's, a, there's listen, a lot of guitarists that play like heavier music that they don't really, you know, use how, you know, their sure. skills. A very underrated guitarist, Jim Root. Oh, Jim Root's a He's fucking great fucking guitarist. Incredible. When we I, were doing the last word, when we were have when we had our hot takes yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the show, I had one hot take that says Jim Root is one of the best guitar players of our generation. He's unbelievable because yeah. I mean you hear it in Stone Sour specifically. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable because it's Slipknot. They like the, giving each other the spotlight. Yeah, Mick is really good at the fucking sweeps. Like there's not many people who can do sweeps like Mick does. Right, but Jim does everything else. All fa- all about seven foot six of Mick too. Jesus oh, he's a monster. Christ. Um, you know it's it's funny because like I said, Stevie Ray Vaughan will always be my number one. Like I remember. No. It's steamy, Ravon. Dude. He gets on stage and he just shits his britches. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's a South Park bit. Instead of Stevie Ravon, they called him Steamy Ravon. I didn't know and, that. And he shits his pants the whole time. <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. Um, I'm trying to, like, like I said, Hendrix obviously changed everything. Like, yeah. you took like pivotal moments in music history. It, Jimmy Jimmy oh, Hendrix no. on guitar changed everything. You know, like one of the most important moments in like song wise, oh. it kind of changed sound. What? You can't yeah. just say oh and then not say. No, anything. no, no, I'm sorry. Oh no, never mind. No, it's three one. Okay, never mind. This is old then. Yeah, thank my, you. My, my my shit didn't update and it was just Bregman hitting. All um, the okay, fine. And it was Grabbis uh, yelling. You should have walked him. Fuck off. You looking at me again? Yeah. Anything else? I forgot where I was now. <laughs> You're talking about Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I was, uh, there was a song that specifically kind of changed the course of like how rock music sounded. Um, the first song I ever, that breakthrough song that used the fuzz box. Do you know what song it was? Uh, from Hendrix? No, just in general. Oh, was, no. Are you talking about like a wa- fuzz box? The fuzz box. Pedal? Before distortion was a thing. The uh, fuzz box. Well, no, it, Hendrix was the first one that did it. No, it's a, it's a Beatles, Beatles song, right? Spirit in the Sky was one of the first songs oh, to ever okay. use the fuzz box. That was like a breakthrough. Spirit in the Sky, dude, you know Spirit in the Sky. Going up to the Spirit in the Sky. Play it, please. Can oh no, 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 no. And they're going down where yeah, I die. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. That's that's yeah. in the fuzz box on there. That was they're what we first. The rest, it's the seventies. Uh, before the seventies. Yeah, because I, I was gonna say I, I my I was thinking the, it was Helter Skelter. Well, you got to think. I, that's what I. That's what I. Because Helter Skelter is the first punk rock. It was song the, ever one written. of the first. It was, well, Helter Skelter was the first metal song ever written. Punk rock. I, I would consider it metal more than... Uh, it's, it's, it's punk rock. The way it opens up is pretty metal, dude. Yeah, no, but the way it goes for the rest of it, it's 100% punk rock. Here's the thing. 1969 punk- was Spirit in the Sky. That was is the there, debut of the Fuzzbox. Is there really yeah, a the actual, actual Helter Skelter 67? It did not use the Fuzzbox. Okay. No, the Fuzzbox right. was a specific thing because you had to think... Remember, it used to be of the distortion pedal. Yeah. So what? And the same thing with Hendrix. People always... I hate when they said he used so much distortion. My dad showed me a thing about what Hendrix did was he would use all different wiring and all different amps and he would kind of crank them up and the effects on each one. Yeah. He kind of changed how sound could be mixed for a guitar. Yeah. And obviously, the jerk-off was playing a fucking righty guitar lefty. <laughs> like, that's still <laughs> one of the, he, the gnarliest things. Strung it upside down. Oh, uh, where would music be if Jimmy had if, uh, a lot of people? Dude, he obviously. did so many different things. That, you know, either better than people that did it before him, or he revolutionized the way it was used. Like the the modern usage of the wah wah, yeah. would be nothing without Hendrix. Of course, I mean that made everyone after Hendrix you know, is a good impersonation. That that might be one of my favorite intros to a song ever is to Voodoo Child. Just that opening riff to oh, a that, song, yeah. and, and then, then you incredible. see fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan walking out with the guitar <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> with the the belt. So Tim. 
Taylor, we mentioned something about Entourage just a little while ago. Yes, we did. So, Josh, have you seen why Entourage has been in the news the last couple days? Yes, uh, Jerkoff said something about... Uh, they, they, they don't get the respect they deserve because of PC culture, right? Yeah. That, uh, we, you know, it's PC culture. We didn't get a reboot or anything, so... Oh, God, we didn't get a reboot. Okay, uh, did I admit, did, did he forget about the fucking, the multi-million dollar movie they put out that, that they got... Sucked. That was terrible? It was very bad. I also feel like he's forgetting that the last, like, two seasons of the show were terrible. Yeah. It wasn't good. And it did not age well. When you no. try watching it, it's not good. I watched, like, the first season or two, and, like, I dug it at the time. It was but, cool like, at the time. I, have, I never finished it, and I have never had the desire to go back and look at it. I it watched was, the movie, and I was like... When the main character is, is so incredibly boring, it's not good. Yeah. It was it was cool when I was 19. Bingo. 20, yeah. Bingo. The best character on the show is fucking... Jeremy uh, Piven. No. Oh, who? Um, Drama. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. Johnny Drama. Yeah. Oh, the main guys. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. because he could shit on the whole time. Real, really, Jeremy Piven, like, he was a f- he was phenomenal. Oh, he was unbelievable. As, as Ari Gold. Yeah. He was very good at well, that. And he parlayed that in a great success via the fucking... Uh, the goods. The goods. Yeah. I actually, I love the goods. I, I don't... I, remember I don't when, hate the goods. I think it, 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 I laugh every time I watch dude, that when, movie. When fucking Will Ferrell's skydiving, <laughs> and he's like, get that dildo away from me. That's one of the, the, the only movies where Rob Riggle has a part that I'm like, all right. I can fuck with him. I like, I like Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. It's funny. I that and Step Brothers, I love Rob Riggle in. Yeah. Um, well, actually, he's very funny. But Kobayashi. Yeah, but, yeah. but when it comes to Entourage, <laughs> he's, he's, he's blaming PC culture. That why Entourage is being brought back. No, don't blame PC culture. Bl- no, blame the fact that, that your show was so fucking one-dimensional. Literally, no one cares. Co- college humor made fun of it when Thomas Middleditch and that fucking yeah. and that other guy, Bobby or whatever, that's also on SNL. Bobby Moynihan? Yes. Yeah. When they were working for college humor, college humor at the time was really, basically everyone that was good at college humor is on SNL right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. And well, that, that says that, a lot about SNL. <laughs> no, but no, that says a lot about what Lauren thinks is funny now. But well, I mean, like, there's some people on. No, now. dude, there. No, I mean, everyone that's on SNL now. now we're going to talk about that in a second, right? But what I'm saying is, so like, college humor parodied, parodied, parodied. How do you say that? Parodied. What doesn't matter? Parodied. You said it right. You said it right. Parodied. Uh, basically every single season of Entourage, and basically every single season is. Oh no, Vince got impregnated by a bunch of invading aliens. He can't do the movie. <laughs> and then like the very next scene is like, yeah, what the fuck? We talked to the producer and he said he can't do it because Vince is now a girl. Like that's literally what the, what that video is and it's literally it's it chronicles the entire series of Entourage and how one-dimensional and how fucking easy it is to call what's going to happen. Yeah, it's Vin- there's no depth to it. There's no depth. There's there's a problem. What? Vince can't do the movie. The only time it was good was when they were filming uh, Medellin. And again, how bad and was bi- the movie? Yo, it was very bad. The movie was... And, and Billy, no, Billy Walsh was a very good character because he was fucking screw loose. And he was just an alcoholic. This was he my was very this good. is my big issue with him saying it's about PC culture. Has, has he ever actually even watched The Sopranos and how they wouldn't get away with half the shit that they said on that no. and half the shit they did on it? The between yeah, when fucking when Ralphie kills the stripper. Yeah, he, Tony, she was a fucking hooah. Dude, that still the, sucks, man. The the way women are treated is just one part of it. There, yeah. The racism on the show, they, and Tony's the hero. Like, And you're going to tell me that it's PC culture yeah. that took your show down? Your show sucks. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a blip in well, it's like a Sopranos of, movie that's about to come out deals directly with race riots. Yeah. Like it has nothing to I do know, with I was talking, riots in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, 
it's so funny because they're definitely going to manipulate the timelines here a little bit, like yeah, eight I mean, ages and, and whatnot. But um, I that's like got to be my, besides the Batman. That's the number one movie I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I can't the wait. Batman I, looks I, awesome. the, the Batman looks unbelievable. I had to talk <laughs> a buddy of mine into it because he was like fucking Robert Pattinson. Oh, I'm so and tired I, of and, it. And I said, dude, like I said, just 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 watch Good Time and watch The Lighthouse and tell me Robert Pattinson isn't a phenomenal actor. I, you know what's so funny is I I do know people that like just hate the fucking Lighthouse. They fucking hate that doesn't make it. any well, those sense. Those people to are me. stupid. Well, no. They, they, Thank here's you, the thing. It's <laughs> Thank th- you. that's a movie that you I have said say. very few sentences. I've one thousand percent agreed with, and that's why I, I agree. I but there, there are certain types of movies that you could look at them, and it's literally supposed to be like a piece of art. Yeah. Every movie and every yeah. band, whatever, it's supposed to be a piece of art. The Lighthouse is definitely like a true art house kind oh, of film. 100%. So, well, I, some people so don't like of, art house. All of Edgar's movies that I've seen so far, The are. Witch and The Lighthouse, yeah. they're art house pieces. You know, I and had his next one's probably going to be too. I, I had the urge to watch The Witch the other day. Oh, it's so good. And then I, I fucking love that. Movie I waited too. for I waited five minutes till that thought went away. Dude, you I know what's great? I love that movie, and I love. Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, she's amazing. Um, but did you see... Um, I don't know if you've seen this theory about the witch and like what caused everything to happen. I don't want to know because it still freaks me out. No, it's because here's the thing. So it, it looks like at, at its core, it's a legitimate kind of thing. Like there's a witch happening and you think it's what it is. So sure. back during the Salem witch trials, one of the beliefs about what caused this like mass murder hysteria to happen, it's called uh, ergot. Or I think it's ergot or ergo. It's something that grew on corn mm-hmm. that acted as a psychedelic. And people didn't know they were ingesting this. So this isn't a proven theory, but it's a wide belief. And in The Witch, throughout the movie, that stuff is growing on their crops more and more. Mm. So the belief would be is that they were actually all going fucking crazy because they were all tripping balls pretty much the whole time. So um, that, to me, just shows when you look at the art of things, there's multiple interpretations, just like with The Lighthouse, that you can look at these things and what they mean. To me, and I can get why people wouldn't like The Lighthouse as a movie, but you can't watch him and Defoe and not think it's some of the best acting you'll ever see. Right. Specifically Defoe. Oh, Defoe. Honestly, they Dude, both... I hope that the uh, the recent leak that came out about... About him as Green Goblin? Yeah. Well, he was the first like Mar- the first Marvel villain you were kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, when that came out... Um, I also, I, I didn't have the heart to say it to Josh on social media because I know like you're about that superhero shit. And outs- like, I'm pretty much done with Marvel and outside the boys, like... Superhero shit, I'm just so over. Dude, I, I saw you tweet about Invincible. You got to give it a try. And I only did it to be you kind like of a, boys. I did it to kind of be a jerk off because it's like, oh, good, more Vince Papali. That's what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. But like, is it like, okay, so what does it stream on? Prime. Uh, it's Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's so, Amazon so it's Prime. Gotta be okay it's there. animated. There's eight episodes. They're like 45 minutes each. But they're cool. Dude, the fucking voice cast is incredible. Really? Steven Yen, um, okay. JK Simmons, yeah. uh, Sandra O. Oh, Sanja Aho. Um, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of people like uh, Seth Rogen voices uh, Alan the Alien, who's well, like you, a recurring character. Well, you also said J.K. Simmons, and I just watched Whiplash in the last couple of days, so like I'm 100 percent in. Whiplash rules. By the it's, way, I, I it's wa- violent. I'll check it out. Yeah, if it's if it's like that, I'll watch that. So, so I I read some fucked up because I just watched Whiplash, and I realized how much I love that movie. Yeah, it's and great. I was I was reading I, I was reading some like. Uh, like how the ending is technically the worst possible ending of the movie. Okay, and then not as if like the the ending itself it's is dar- bad. Are you saying it's the darkest timeline. It's the darkest timeline. Okay. I'm so happy you just said yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> because so and it's so silly because when you watch the movie in the beginning, you know Neiman's playing his drum kit yeah. and he's in he's wearing a white t-shirt. This 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 is the closest I'm gonna get to Paul McCartney's actually dead shit. Okay, <laughs> and he's wearing the white t-shirt. Right, and he's practicing his drums, but he's doing it because he loves it, not because he's obsessed with it. Right, and out of the dark it comes fucking Fletcher, and he's wearing all black. He represents pure fucking id. He's yeah. evil. Right, and throughout the entire movie, J.K. Simmons just beats him down, beats him down. 
beats him down until he becomes so fucking obsessed with being the best drummer since Miles fucking Davis or whatever that he like he disowns his family. He he's a completely different person. He's an asshole. He's a fucking dickhead. He breaks up with his girlfriend, and then at the end when Fletcher thinks he got him, yeah, yeah. At, at the performance, and then Neiman comes back on stage, dressed in all black, mind you. And finally, he seizes control for the first time from Fletcher. And then that iconic moment after the drum solo and he hits the snare drum. And you just see that J.K. Simmons, like he smiles and he nods. And he realized that he ultimately won. Yep. And Neiman lost, even though he's an amazing drummer. (laughs) Dude, just going into that kind of detail and then realizing that the, the director said, well, what happens to Neiman after the movie? He overdoses in his 30s. You know that, like, because he becomes the greatest music, the greatest yeah. jazz musician in the world. It's knowing that side of it now. When I never, I just, I just looked at it as just, like, just really good movie. Yeah, j- the depth there. Well, has, I love reading into that kind of shit. Has I mean, blown me away and has elevated that movie so much higher for me. Whiplash dude. is a perfect movie, and that was such a good year when movies came out. Like the, my, the two best performances that year were J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, 1000%. and he should have won was Michael Keaton and Birdman, and then yes. Michael Keaton didn't win. He uh, lost. He lost. Eddie to, Redmayne. Ugh, I I will never forgive him for and, that. And then you and then you ah, fuck him. Well, you fuck him. To, you told me that With Michael Keaton. Shit like me. that is why I don't believe in the Oscars. Well, you told that me that was a fucking incredible movie. You told me that they put Eddie Redmayne and Keaton in the same room for Charles Chicago Seven strictly and didn't have Eddie Redmayne talk strictly as to get him to get yeah, back yeah. and fuck it, to get it's, back at him. I, I just and here's the thing: Eddie Redmayne was really good in that movie, but it. it I remember that year specifically. That Keaton was the only person that was nominated that was playing an original character. Everyone else was doing an impersonation kind of thing. So when I see that and I think about what Birdman was, and it was the same thing. Mickey Rourke should have won for The Wrestler. Right. That, that, that to me, that bothers me so much still that Mickey Rourke did not win. Mm-hmm. The Wrestler is unbelievable. I fucking love that movie. It's, you know, it it's com- funny because I don't, I don't love Black Swan, the director's same movie. Yeah. But have you read about how they're actually technically like almost spiritual sequels? There's a whole thing like someone broke down about how they're how similar they are. I have to send it to you if you like yeah. both movies, especially. It's really yeah, cool. I'll t- yeah, I, I want to read it. Uh, you know, especially coming from the fandom and seeing like what we've seen. Like, think about how many conventions we've gone to. Oh think god, about how many meet and greets, dude? We've how done. many guys have we seen that were you know fucking dude, we were, Randy the Ram, dude? When we were in fucking Dallas for WrestleMania, we fucking walked past the honky tonk man in the streets of Dallas. He's wearing fucking Minnesota Vikings like, uh, Zubas. Zubas, dude. That was so strange. And he still got the, he still he's got the haircut, he's the still, fucking sideburns, but he's, he's just a regular guy. Gimmick. He looked like a slob. Yeah, the, the wrestler resonates on a different kind of level. Like it's uh, and, and, Mickey Rourke deserved a win for. That That's the thing. Is like it's a multi-dimensional movie. It's that part, like you know, a, a wrestler that can't get himself out of the game. You know, it's the family drama between him and his daughter. Yep. You know, it's him falling in love with the stripper and her Marissa, not. Versus Tomei being naked most of the movie. Yeah. Taylor. Oh, I fucked up. I'll do it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I yeah no. There there's so many different things to it. You know the, the scene that fucking gets me the hardest in that is uh. Um, like gets you hard. Well, Marissa Tomei, obviously. Well, yeah. You knew that. Um, the scene that gets the me, hottest, like... The, the, the hottest of the Aunt Mays. The, yeah, the hottest of... No, oh, come on, Sally Field. Get the Ooh, fuck out of here, No, nah, the one from the Tobey Maguire ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Sally Field was a fucking dime in her day. Oh, she was a smoke show. Smokey and the Bandit? Yeah, yeah but, dude. like, the Spider-Man movie Bur- wasn't her day. Yeah, no. but it doesn't matter. But, it's like, she's still... She's hottest in Lincoln. Is Helen Mirren hot? Yeah. What? Is Helen, Helen Mirren hot? Yes. Okay, but she's old. 
Doesn't matter. She's actually like one of if you're talking like senior citizen, she's the hottest senior citizen. She's oh, fuck, yeah, for sure. Hella Mirren's fucking hot. It could be Susan Sarandon, but she kind of let herself go. Yeah, you she think? did a little bit. <laughs> she doesn't look good. What about Betty Midler? <laughs> <laughs> You mean Bette Midler? <laughs> Who the fuck is, is Who you, said that, Richie? You have two moments. Where <laughs> I, know, like, I know it was you. I was trying to fucking oh, cover for you, dude. Right. I, don't well, you have to cover for me. the audience knows that you pointed to yourself. You don't have to fucking cover for me. I know I fucked up. Um, so we were talking about SNL I don't try bit. to delete tweets because I fucking misspelled them. In fact, That's I make true. a second Twitter account so I can misspell worse. Um, did you see who's hosting SNL on Saturday? Is it anybody good? Uh, so this is this is what it is. Get out of here. You gotta, you, you gotta hide this stuff. Why? Josh, yep. this stuff has can't be in the, any photos. Why? Uh, it is, but just from professional standpoints, you still got to be, you know, a little professional. Careful. Yeah. Get this the fuck out of here. I don't no. want this here. You agreed to Dude, just, yeah, you said Did I went the Let's other day. Where, where was I? Dear, you, you were in the group chat. You said, okay, yeah. I'm in, lot, I'm in a lot of group chats. I know. You're so rude. Am I? Oh, speaking of group chats. Uh, so there's a groomsman group chat. Yes, Josh told me about this earlier today. Yeah, I was saying, and, and like we can't get out of it because of Kenyatta. Yeah, and Kenyatta had the funniest moment because you know today was Jared's birthday. Sure. So I texted Happy Birthday, Jared, and then naturally Manfro puts his two cents in. <laughs> oh God. I'll, I'll I'll read it. No, no, you don't need to read it. Just, just no, no, get no, to the, no, the, no. It's it's because I got to read what Kenyatta said word for word because it's one of the funniest fucking things. So. You know, everyone's saying, you know, happy birthday, Jared, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. And then for some, and then I said, oh, yeah, we can't leave this group chat because because of Kenyatta's fucking Android. And Kenyatta goes, Dick, how about WhatsApp or something? <laughs> and then he immediately, unprovoked, just goes, I got that game cast, though. This <laughs> is so fucking stupid, man. Oh, my fucking God. so dumb. And man, for immediately, what's GameCast? <laughs> He's asking a serious question. So, um, SNL this weekend, right? It's, yes. um, it's Okay, so you said, is it someone good? So this is what I'll tell you, is that a lot... Do you know who it is, Josh? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of cast members are refusing to do any scenes with them. Okay, hold on. I did hear about this, but I, I don't... Which is such a stupid fucking okay, thing, Okay, I'm going to say this is probably going to be a disaster. Of course it is, and that's why I can't wait to watch it. I know. I'm excited. Um, so do you have a guest, Taylor? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they were they were refusing to do scenes with them, and they were they were um, posting to social media so that they were unhappy about it's, it. Okay, so I'm going to ask a couple questions because I, I want to okay. see if... Okay. Is he, is he a mega personality? Yes. Yeah, I would say so at this point. De um, divisive. Divisive personality. Yeah, I'd say divisive, right? Has yeah. he been on other major platforms before? Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is he is he a scientist? I, uh, uh, he's a smart in, guy. In, in the world of science, yes. In the world of science, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He's gonna go like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> if if you if you decide if you say you don't want to do scenes with Neil deGrasse Tyson, you go fuck right off. I love. I him. agree with that. That's um, funny. Let's see. Is is he? He's he's uh, he's he's not an American. No. Yes, he is. Oh, you know he is. He's yeah. uh, he's he a little born here. He's a little regarded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Elon. Why, Musk. Why when you said that I got it? Yeah, exactly, dude. There's no way it's. Key. I thought it was a troll when why he first they, announced it. But like, because he tweeted about it a while back. I'm like, there's no way that's real. But if I, it is, I'm watching but it. But like, why why have a problem with Elon? I don't get it. Okay, couple reasons. The, the cast members of SNL are super liberal, and one of the big things in those super liberal movements is you know tax the rich, the billionaires. So they don't like that. They don't like that he's 
uh, beloved by right-wing people, I think. He gets lumped in with a lot of that because of the stuff he does with cryptocurrency. Uh, he definitely is driving up the cost, the, the price on a lot of these cryptocurrencies. Yeah, yeah I wish I didn't fucking sell Dogecoin. Fuck myself on Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah like well, if If they get to a point where they start regulating that shit, he might be in trouble. But he's smart and he's good at what he does. He's going to be a disaster. Of course he and is. And even if the cast members were going to want to work with him and like say, oh, cool, whatever, it would still be a it's disaster. Be him and Pete Davidson all show long. Dude, do you remember when Trump hosted before? Before he was President Trump, how bad it was? Yeah. It was horrific. He's They're not comedy guys. Elon is funny, be- ironically, I feel like. Yeah. Well, like Rogan you, laughing in his face about his kid's name and watching his reaction is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things. All you have to do is just watch the Rogan interview and realize that Joe is trying to pull information out of this guy. And he's just not really giving him much. And I, it's, not to the, it's not to the detriment of Joe not just... Asking the right questions. It's just I don't feel like Elon's that type of guy. No, he's. I feel he's like a little like, autistic. And that's he's, fine. He's ve- a lot of geniuses are. I think he's very good. Like I, like he's a good social media personality. But when it comes to speaking, I think he shouldn't. No, honestly. he's he's not like I, he's I, not a great like orator. He's done some like he said some really stupid shit on social media in the you know in the past couple of years. He called like, the fucking cave diver a, the pe- a pedo guy. Yeah. The cave. Do you remember diver? that story, Taylor? Like he I, he wanted he made a fucking submarine yes. and he didn't account for how narrow the fucking uh, the the passageways were. Yeah. So the guy said he's like yeah you know he sent a submarine over but it was useless because he didn't actually know what he was getting the submarine yeah. into. And then he goes yeah okay thanks for the opinion pedo guy. Yeah, he he's done. He said some dumb things. Uh, like he's Tony Stark with no charisma. Yeah, like pretty much is what it is. It's very similar to that. I I need to see how much of a disaster this oh, is going to be. be I, dude, listen, if he fucking pulls it off and it's funny, great. Because SNL can't do it anymore. No. They, they're lucky if they get a guest that does a good opening monologue. It's crazy because they have some major talent on that show right now. Well, hey, Ooh, Mikey Day, get the fuck out! I of honestly dude, don't even. Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon's um, one of the most talented SNL cast members of all time. You know, I, I, I I've said that I don't love his comedy, but Pete Davidson is very good. He's very talented. His I don't think his stand up is particularly good. That's fine, but he's he's a funny guy. Yeah. The best SNL has been in the la- in like the last couple months was honestly the Bill Burr episode. The Burr episode and was then, good. Uh, Chappelle. Chappelle Chappelle was great And then Eddie Murphy Coming back Was probably it was cool. The yeah, first that- time I watched SNL live In years mm-hmm. And I I laughed Because he cursed Like in the first skit He was in And he immediately Caught it To try to catch himself yeah. It was just very At, Like he was SNL very SNL just funny. has no balls anymore yeah. That's like, the thing It's got no balls like, That's why That's why the Eddie Murphy Thing is so great Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood And Gumby On Weekend Update With Michael Che And Colin Jones Was fucking awesome Yeah I'm just, Gumby, dude, he, Michael Che I think Is Michael Che Is very, very, very talented yeah. I, I, I like Colin not, a lot Not Mr. Johansson He sucks yeah. Colin uh, Joe, Joe's I, I, Well he's I, your I, typical You know like I'm white and I went to Harvard kind of funny. Who's the best weekend update anchor? Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald, right? Yeah. Norm? Yeah. It's Norm? Easily. Oh. It's Norm. It's it's Norm. Dennis, you know, like Dennis there's, Miller. There's, there's Dennis Miller was really good. Dennis yeah. Miller. Colin Quinn it's hard, was really it's underrated. Hard for me to there, argue there was such, Colin there was such like a, 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 just a streak of great talent on weekend update. Dude, fucking when Kevin Nealon. Kevin, Kevin Nealon. Most underrated. Yeah. Yes. Definitely most underrated. Right up until they got to Timmy, uh, Timmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. That's... That one sucked. I like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. 
Uh, probably I agree because with you. of how little I like Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. You know, yeah. Seth Meyers was actually very good on Weekend Update. He he was good at what he did. I'm yeah. saying just, as far he, as like Weekend Update, he, he, he made me laugh mm-hmm. because the way he would deliver the line and then just have that shit-eating grin on his face, yeah. dude, that's what made him funny. Uh, Nothing made Jimmy Fallon every, funny. Every couple months I go to YouTube and I just listen to the best of uh, SNL's uh, Norm MacDonald doing Weekend Update. Bro, yeah. He got Moore. fired because of it, mm-hmm. literally because he was making jokes about OJ. And Didn't the, even speak do weekend update for a time? Uh, very short well, he, time. Got, he got dropped because of um, the line he said about Chris, uh, Chris, or, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Oh, look, kids, a falling star. Oh, yeah. That was what happened when and he was Eddie doing, Murphy like, called Lauren and flipping out. Yep. Um, Chevy was a great weekend update guy. Well, he there, was the first one to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I said, I'm Chevy. Ch- good evening. I'm Chevy chasing. You're not. Is how we would open it. <laughs> Hold on. I, I need to look at the weekend update, guys. Dude, the Norm ones ha- are some of the funniest because it's Norm's delivery. Yeah. And it's the same thing like when he did like the Comedy Central roast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they want to murder you <laughs> in a well. He's just like that, that. He's so dry and he does it better than anybody Dude, else. I'll tell you, one of the funniest ones that His were, sitcom was great. That was a really good show. Yeah. Um, there was um oh what the fuck was it I forgot whose roast it was um and this was before I I, I really dug into Brooklyn Nine Nine but Andy Samberg bombed intentionally mm-hmm. I think it was Joan um uh, James Franco's yeah. where he went yeah, up there was he was Franco's. like oh look at you you're such a good friend you'll be my DD <laughs> like the way he was where he's like fucking nailed it What's, like oh. that's that that's the funniest roast the James Franco one is that when fucking oh my god who was it that said uh I think it was Nikki Glaser she said. She said about uh, Jonah Hill, her Sarah Silverman, about Jonah Hill getting cast in Wolf of Wall Street. And she goes, he had to put on weight for the role because Martin Scorsese said they wanted a Jonah Hill type. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, I have, that's fucking good. I love that, dude. And I love, I love, honestly, like that's when I first found out about Amy Schumer was those roasts. Amy, she, 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 Amy Schumer. Shame how she, how good she dude, was when she blew up. Yeah. Amy Schumer. She just let herself fucking. A- Amy Schumer drops the, we wish it was you, Steve-O, instead of oh, Ryan yeah, Dunn. Yeah. Was why, and she was dating Jesselnick at the time. It, so th- those, that was a deadly combo. And literally at the same time, like she said that, and the, you know, me, 17 year old me is like, Fuck you, bitch. And oh, then dude, she turned she, out to be fucking amazing. She, it's so funny because people have such a revisionist history. My friend Steve, actually, who now hates her, will like straight up acknowledge it. No, she was great for a bit. Yes, like, when she, she first blew up, the people she was mentored under, you know, fucking David Tell and shit. Yeah. And I don't need to hear that. There's no direct evidence of the stealing. Everyone kind of lifted from each other. I don't think she did any massive stealing because too many people I respect in the comedy industry mm-hmm. had something to do with her coming up, specifically sure. David Tell. Yeah. Um, and then she, you know, I, I train wreck was a very good movie. No one can tell me it's not a good movie. It's very funny. Cleveland's uh, great with the whole family, dude. It's dude. Colin Quinn in that movie's fucking LeBron great. is so good in that. Yeah, that Le- I, you down to watch Downton Abbey later? Because I'll be damned if the rest of the guys in the locker room are <laughs> talking about does, an INC. He does fucking uh, Gold Digger. It's the best. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. She got one of your kids. She got you for eighteen. Years. <laughs> yeah. Dude, speaking of Gold Digger, I love that. Bill Gates didn't have a prenup. Did you see this shit? Bill wow. Gates is getting divorced, yeah, and he did that's... not have a prenup. He's assembling like an army of lawyers, apparently. Yeah. So okay. Oh, so dude. I, so just <laughs> I, I I found the list of the uh, the weekend update guys ranked. Oh God, this is gonna piss me off. It might. Okay. Actually, piss me no, off. actually, no, really not. So start from one and go back. Don't don't start don't from one and go back. Yes. Okay. So start from one and go back. All right. I went too far. Uh, number one. Hey, number one is Dennis Miller. Okay, right. I'm cool with that. Right, I'm cool. One Dennis Miller was great. One is Dennis Miller. Two is Norm McDonald. Okay, fair. Okay. Fair. Three is Tina Fey. 
I don't disagree. She number four, uh, I guess they're ranking them as individually, not as teams. Yes. Okay. Number uh, four. Uh, number four is Chevy Chase. Okay. Five is Seth Myers, which is kind of that's dumb. That's kind of number high for number me. six is Amy Poehler. Okay. Number seven is Jane Curtin. Switch Jane Curtin and Amy Poehler. Uh, Bill Murray, I don't remember him on update. He did it for a while. Yeah. That was one of the things with resentment with Chevy Chase, why they didn't get along. Yeah. Jimmy yep. Fallon at nine, that's disgusting. Kevin Nealon at ten. Too low. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd at eleven. Fuck you. He did it for a little bit. Michael Che at twelve. Okay. Colin Quinn at thirteen. Oh Cecil. they have Jimmy fucking Fallon at nine than Colin Do you know why that's you know why Colin Quinn is low? It's the same reason he never became like a big the player. Mix, yeah. He he could never get above like a certain level. It's because of how he talks yeah. and he stumbles over words. Oh, that's part of his charm. It's just one of my favorite that's speaking of trade that's my favorite part when a guy's you know, he's in the nursing home, it's like Babe Ruth was the best and Every 12-year-old making a Republican strike on Babe Ruth right now. <laughs> like, just, it's one of the funniest fucking lines, dude. I loved it. And fucking Im- guarantee you he improv it. Guarantee uh, it. So number 14 is Cecil Strong, who's pretty, oh, Ce- she was pretty good. Uh, 15, Christopher oh, Guest. Oh, Cecily Strong. Cecily okay, Strong, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, well, I read that wrong. Um, Be- Betty, Betty Midler, dude. For some reason, it's number 16 is Brad Hall, but it's a picture of Julianne Dr- Dreyfus, whatever fucking name <laughs> is. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Dude, that's uh, a show that I was shocked at how funny it oh, was, Taylor. Well, you might love Veep. I, I've tried. I got to give it another shot. Dude, when it gets... So it's the first season starts out a little bumpy, but once it gets like to season two, I was shocked uh, at how much I was laughing at it. Dude, the fact that Horatio Sands is even on this list is annoying. Horatio Sands was a was a host? It, like, or like for maybe two weeks. He must have been, I, I guess. Mean, I guess. The I, fact that he's rated higher than Mary Gross is bullshit. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with the top of that list. There's a Except lot for, of questionability in the middle of for it. For me, no, it's Norm and Dennis is too, I yeah. would say. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, for me, the fact that Kevin Nealon is ranked That's, below and Fallon. And Colin Quinn is ranked below Fallon. Yeah. yeah but they're like, again, if, if like Jane Curtin and then fucking... Amy Poehler, and then, uh, you know, Tina Fey. That's just me. We're really the best female castmate in Saturday Night Live, and I'll fight to anybody to the end of time to Gilda Radner. Well, she's the most influential I of all time. Um, I think when her career is done that it'll be Kate McKinnon, uh, honestly. Oh, for sure. What, just Saturday Night Live? Pure talent. Like she, Even if you don't like her, you can't tell me you're, that girl isn't fucking insanely talented. She's very good. She could be she, huge. Like yep. If you think, like, if I were to think about who, all right, right now, off the top of your head, who's the most successful female SNL talent? Tina Fey. I would probably say Tina Fey. See, I'd probably say, um, fuck, I'm going to make myself look an asshole because I can't remember her name right now. Um, really? The the bride in Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, you could argue. Kristen Wiig, I would say. No, no, no. She's the. She's oh, Maya, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Maya Rudolph. Well, I would say that. She's just, in everything, dude. She, like, I always. She, you're absolutely right, and she does multiple genres most, and shit. That fucking And also, stupid. do you know who her husband is? This, no. this is surprising when I saw it. Paul Thomas Anderson, who directed Boogie Nights and really? Master, Inherent Vice, There Will Be Blood. That's her husband. Yeah. Wow. And he's, to me, might be the pure West best, like, current director of the last, like, 30 years. What do you think about his fight Kristen club? Wiig's been very successful as well. She's been wildly successful. Another, she's very, very talented. Like, yeah. you can't tell me. I, she I don't was care. the worst part of Wonder Woman, but. Yeah. And I know I like her too. Actually, it's really? not her fault. It's no, not her fault. No. They 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 but Pedro Pascal. I don't care. Pedro Pascal was awesome in that movie. Yeah, she was uh, she was really good actually in The Martian. Yeah, she was yeah. good in the, Martian. in the Martian. Yeah, she was good. Um, in that. So did you guys? This is not funny. I don't know why I laughed. You saw what happened in Israel this weekend. No. I saw oh, the, the trampling. I, I saw the headline. It said 44 killed in stampede. And I'm just thinking fucking Jumanji in my head. Like oh, run. That's, that's, that's not the that first a, thing. That's not the first thing I thought. What do you think? Was that a pun? What? The way you said it. What part? Ring the bell. 
I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying what I'm going to say. Jumanji. No. <laughs> I'm not, no then, then, then I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Okay. They don't. Yeah. That, that that was good. No. In the movie Jumanji, when he was running to stampede, I, I read say, that. I was like, holy shit! A fucking elephant or something. No. no yes. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw the video of it. Yeah. 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 See, when you told me, yeah, see, when you told me that, the first thing I thought of was, you know, that part in Borat. It was just a bunch of people yeah, on a steep hill, right? Oh, it, it was stairs. That's it was bad. it was a festival. It was a religious festival, and they were all squeezed in, and they didn't realize. Like the video, I don't know if you saw the video. What was happening? No. But you can't see it. But people underneath it are getting literally just stepped on on sta- on metal stairs. The first thing I had heard was that a stage collapsed. I got a message in a Telegram group, uh, <laughs> and uh, trust me, you know I find what? really weird things. Okay, Telegram, are you gonna, you're gonna be on Clubhouse next. I, no, te- <laughs> Telegram's good. It's fine. It's a little dark, but it's fine. Um, but uh, it's they, a little dark. It said that it was at a, a concert and the stage collapsed. Okay. And I'm like, that's a fucking big stage. 44, 45 people died. I watched this video and I was so uh, the claustrophobia. You want to know what it reminded me of? The first time you saw Battle of the Bastards. And Jon Snow is getting, like, suffocated. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It was fucking horrific. So this isn't a pun. This isn't me being being joking. Uh, that might be my number one fear dying because that is not a quick death. No. Like, I'd rather burn. I'd rather drown than that because you're going to be, even if you survived it, you're crippled for the rest of your life. Everything's broken. You have, you're blind. Yeah. Fucked. All right. Moving on to something nicer. Um, I have, um, uh, oh, I think I'm going to be possibly an extra in a movie. What movie? So, are you allowed to say? I can. I are can. You a secrecy? I, I've had I've had a couple conversations. Um, I was really excited. Some news broke this past week that uh, they have the last script that George Romero ever wrote. That was supposed to be the actual um, follow up to Land of the Dead and the end of the original Dead saga. So, night, dawn, day, land, and then this one would be called Twilight of the Dead. Uh, it's supposed to take place like much further in the future. Earth decimated. His wife is working with two of his friends who helped write certain things. Uh, and they're getting the movie financed. They're going to film it most likely in Pittsburgh where they filmed the original Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. And uh, because I did that thing when they did the 4K Night of the Living Dead, me, Ralph and I did that a few years back. Sure. I've been part of the George Romero Foundation. Uh, I donate to it. They do all these different things. Uh, I talk to someone there that they're if they get the financing they need, that they're going to invite people out to play zombies in the movie. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And I'm, I'm kind of like, this is like a childhood dream, dude. Like, wow. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be pumped for the movie regardless. Yeah. It could suck, and I'm still like, I have to see this because his last movie wasn't very good. That's so how, that, dude, that's my ex- totally different thing because I have to fucking pay to do it, but like that's exactly how I'm feeling about the Galactic Star Cruiser thing, dude. <laughs> dude, I mean, I'm listen, so the fucking... truth is, the truth is, like when I saw it was LARP, I was like, "Am I gonna do LARP?" And then, I, my, then so the, I don't know if the it's bully LARP in me in was like, sense, no. in the sense of what we think LARP like is. Charlie does, yeah, like it's okay. So, <laughs> Charlie to Caesar, so you can't book a stay at the hotel for any longer than two days. It's a two day immersive experience. So if you are going to go to Disney for like a week and you want to do that, you've got to book it for two days and then you got to book the rest of your trip at another hotel. Okay. So you get there. They shuttle you. Like they put you on like a vehicle that's like a Star Wars shuttle. They shuttle you to the hotel. And then once you're there, it's like an interactive experience. Like you're interacting with the characters and like... All right, dude, fucking no, don't no, look no, at me no, like listen, that. Listen, You're listen, just listen. as into it as I fucking am. That's why I'm giving you this face, because I'm kind of like, am I really going to do this at some point in my life without children? <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. My as answer a, is yes. Yeah, my answer is probably yes. Yeah, so keep going. So they shuttle you. So they shuttle you. You're you're in the resort. And I don't know, like, uh, all the details. So I don't know, like, if you can go to the parks while you're doing this. Sure. Or, uh, but like, like, it's going to be directly like- connected to Galaxy's Edge. So I think that, like, you can get out and go to Galaxy's Edge. 
How much is it going to cost? I don't know. I couldn't find any pricing details. I've been looking all day. <laughs> I've been looking all day. I, I I'm probably I I probably am going to have to do this, and I'm going to be very like ashamed yeah. of myself. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, as much as I want to shit on it, if there was something even remotely similar to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. There's, every, there, every there's, not, like, there's not a dollar one, amount. One thing I, would, I, I would do that with Lord of the Rings too. I, one thing not that a, I, read, I wouldn't do it with Star Wars. Uh, that really makes me nah, excited I probably about would. it. Yeah, is, uh, they compared it to the train ride between Hogsmeade and um, dude. That shit is dope at Universal. That's fucking immersive would, as fuck. I'm dude. still shocked at the I'm Harry Potter world. As someone that's like a, a casual yeah. Harry Potter, I, I wouldn't even call myself a fan. I've seen them. I read still two so, books. I'm still yeah. so mad because like they didn't finish. Like, it was open and like Diagon Alley was open, but like yeah. it wasn't finished. Totally Dude, I was, it. were cool. The rides were cool. The experience was cool. The coolest fucking thing was, about that was the train ride. The train, Dude, honestly, but I was just shocked. Even like when you walk through, uh, when you go into Gringotts, I think yeah. it was. Yes. The the way they do the walls is all mm-hmm. part of it. Like there isn't anything there besides the the urinals. Yeah. Uh, that are like part of. Like, I never saw a urinal in Harry Potter. I don't think Hermione was in the girls' room. Yes. Dude, like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with Morning Myrtle. Yeah. Dude, so when you're on the train between Hogsmeade and uh, and Diagon Alley. Okay. So like, like Hogsmeade wasn't even a thing when I went, by the way. Yeah. They dude. had uh, so like there's like a like silhouettes that play on the windows. Like it's someone like, walking by you on the train. Ugh. And like the person actually comes by with the cart of all the stupid fucking candies. They Anything from the trolley, dear? Yeah, dude, no, but they wait, really do it. Dude, Fuck they, uh, off. There's uh, the Death Eaters come into a part of it. Like yeah. they're Fuck off, dude. That's cool. I want to yeah. do that. Dude, I, Fuck Star like Wars, man. I'm Harry Potter. The funny thing about it is it's maybe like there may be like four, 500 to 1,000 feet away from each other, but you're on the train for like a good five minutes. Yeah, dude. Because it's, like, it's like one of those rides. Like it's I like, said, dude, as someone that like you know how I'm with Harry, I've seen the Harry, I think I've seen all the Harry Potter movies but one. Uh, the Landlord obviously loves it. I read the first and the fourth book. I don't really give a shit. I, I'm fine with it. I get it. It's fine. Sorcerer's Stone and Goblet of Fire? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you read Prisoner of Azkaban? I had to read one when we were in sixth grade. Wait, listen. I had to read the first one when we were in sixth grade. We read it in our class. Yep. And then when the fourth one came out, I was like, I want to get in on this. But I'm going to, because book four was just coming out. I'm like, I don't want to miss out. My grandmother bought it for me. I read it in like two weeks. And I was like, I don't remember like two and three because I didn't read them. I feel like Goblet of Fire probably... is when shit got real. Yeah. I feel like I could probably go back and reread the whole series and still like it as much as I did when I but, read it. But like, as I said, it as, would be as hard. Not a Harry Potter fan. Yes, I was. It would be fucking floored by that. It would be hard for me because the first two books are legitimately children's books. Yeah. Three and four, there's teetering on it. But four is when shit gets real. And for me, I will always order the fe- number five. Order the Phoenix. If you read it again, shit gets real. if you I read it that. again, I think that means you're transphobic. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> but no, the, t- Taylor. Seriously, like, if if the Star Wars thing at Disney is anything like Harry Potter and Universal, yeah, I will come <laughs> on everyone. Wait, like, dude, like, like, it, wait, it, hold on. If it's I a, just spit everywhere. <laughs> like when you, because you said come, and I was assuming I will, you I meant will, like I, like I, I will no, go. I know. Like, I tell them Dan both. is coming. Like, I will. Oh, I will right. shit fart and came. Like, like, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, I thought I thought Galaxy's Edge was great, but oh, like I, reading, I know, I reading the stuff that. about this, I'm like, Yo. when I, I was shit farting <laughs> game, when I saw that video today of them actually showing the lightsaber, the real lightsaber, I literally like my butthole went like. I wish my butthole would go. Dude, how's your butthole anyway? It hurts. Is it any better? No. Did you talk to Pat? No, I completely forgot to. Um, want me to tell him to text you about your butthole? No, I have his number. I'm going to reach <laughs> out right, to I'll him. I'll text him and tell him the... But I'm going to text him right now. Go ahead. Going back to what I was saying, right? So if there was anything even remotely close to a Lord of the Rings, right? 
And as when you were when you told us today in text, you don't know how bad I wanted to tell you go fuck yourself. <laughs> but like, I'm like, he, listen, he's a, he's a real Star Wars fan. You got a tattooed on you, so like yeah. that's yeah. real. You're real, you know. And I'm like. I've argued with you guys for years. Lord of the Rings is a better trilogy. I've no, never I, said it's not. I, I'm just, I, no, it, dude, like if I, I ever find myself fucking traveling the world, I'm gonna do the Lord of the Rings fucking thing, experience that they have out in New Zealand. Is, like go visit all the sets. I'm going to Hobbiton. Fucking I'm, walking around Helm's Deep, dude. I need that. Um, if I was one of my, one of my you're gonna have to toss me. Yeah. If I'm going international, the only uh, place besides uh, Italy I'd go is New Zealand. Uh, That's the only place. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> but, dude, listen. So, I was, I don't know if you've ever heard, you ever hear of uh, this guy, is a um, British talk show host called Graham Norton? Yes. It's like a celebrity talk show. It's one of the actually good ones because, like, they get the celebrities liquored up and they actually tell, like, real stories. Yeah. And it feels like a real interaction to me, right? So, one time, and God rest his soul, Robin Williams was on with Liv Tyler and Elijah Wood. Yankees Astros tra- tied, by the way. No Ooh. shit. What, what inning? Uh, top of the fourth because oh the the woman beater uh, stinks. Fuck him. Fuck the, the Astros. Beater. Oh, uh, Domingo Herman. Yeah. All right. So, the so they're on and and or Aldis Chapman. <laughs> and, and well, and they're talking and uh, Norm and Graham Norton is talking to Elijah and Liv about you know the uh, like the Lord of the Rings filming because it took like six years to film three movies simultaneously. Yeah. And for and like you know Elijah's talking about so you know we did this we did this you know like, I had my 18th birthday in Hobbiton and Robin Williams is like. I am my 18th birthday in Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got circumcised in Helm Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just a silly little thing. And then it was like, imagine getting to stay in Hobbiton. And then, you know, Robin Williams being who he is, he gets on his hands and knees. He goes, more tea for you, sir. And he's like trying to be a hobbit. And he's doing a bit to Elijah the whole time. And Elijah's too busy laughing. And also, he's trying to promote that fucking really stupid show, Wilfred. That he had. Wilford was fucking Wilford. weird. It was dude. a weird show. That was a that, really weird that, show. That, that, that was like, that show. The, the Mets that, game got postponed. Um, but that's I'm all right with it because they scratched a Grom start anyway. Wait, but people don't know why. I don't. I don't care. But like, so Wilf watching Wilfred to me was like the weirdest fever dream I could possibly have. That entire show was like a weird fever dream. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't for exactly sure. get it. And then no, just I and the, the dog is Australian. It's a really fucking weird. show. And he's like trying to. He tried to kill himself. In the Would first you rather episode? watch that or Willard with Crispin Glover? Anything with Crispin Glover, I'm in. It's a movie about rats that eat people. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I'm going to watch Field of Dreams again. No, you're not watching Field of Dreams again. I want, I'm going to no. watch Field of Dreams and I'll text you about it. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm Field of Dreams. He's Endgame. If, Fuck if, you. If you do that, I will do something to embarrass you on a wide level. I have a, I have a fucking bullet in the chamber, so don't. You have a bullet in the chamber? Yeah. I should I should have ruined Star Wars for you. When I, <laughs> when, I when, when I when I knew that Han died in the first movie, I should have fucking ruined it for you. When guess I had what? It's too late now. I know. Just always know there is a bullet in the chamber from a recent event. Just don't worry. Recent within the last two years. You I'll definitely say. don't have a picture of my dick. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. No, I know you definitely. Do okay. Not. Oh, okay, first of all, here's a bullet. No, fuck you. Take, take your take your bullet in the chamber and go fuck yourself. Now, 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 I'm mad at me for switching rooms for you at your fucking wedding. <laughs> fuck you. So people who don't know this fucking story, so we we uh, so on, on Dan's wedding day we get rooms at the at Minerals Resort up in Vernon, and I just booked a regular room with a king size bed, right? And now I realize that I'm I'm 424, he's 426. Ill dude, we're roommates. That's not really a good thing yeah, on your wedding night. Joining rooms and they're. Con- joining rooms, 
right? So the odds of me walking into my, his room with my dick out were like very high. But right, but like, listen, you I didn't. Whether you'd like to acknowledge, like, you were a tiny bit anxious, you know, oh, leading course, up to that. Absolutely, sure, sure. Right. So you no, know, so you're. I, I see you're getting ready. You're doing your thing. But like, so when I realize that the rooms are, are adjoining, I knock on the door and I go, "Oh shit, dude, roomies!" And he opens the door, and I have a king size bed. I have a balcony. I have a fucking TV mounted a fireplace. over a fireplace. I have a dinette set. I have a microwave. A I couch. Have a couch. I have all this stuff. And I, I walk into his beds. room, and he has a run-of-the-mill, two <laughs> queen beds with a little 24-inch TV. Yeah, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? Dan walks through the door, looks at my room, and goes... Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What kind of shit is this?" I felt so well, because you know what they, the, bad. The, because that's my our own fault. We were cool with that. I appreciated you doing it, but we had gotten the um, the honeymoon suite, or the, you know, the one they give the sure. the bride and groom. Um, that she stayed at the night before and her bridesmaids did. And we decided to let her parents have that because we figured we were going to be up late. Let's give them the fucking big room. We don't care. I just booked the room on the block. And, of course, that's the one I got. Right. So but it was fine. I appreciated you doing that, but I still have a bullet in the chamber. <laughs> think twice. I'm going to think twice next time I'm fucking nice to Dude, you. Dude, you should think twice about being nice to anyone. That's your biggest problem. And I'm telling you this as a friend. What's the point of being nice to people when everyone fucking stinks? Like, here's the thing. You sound you, like my dad You take right a now. few people, right? My you, dad says this shit see, to me every no, day. I'm telling you, don't be nice to strangers. I'm not saying you don't have to I'm be nice, nice to, to your everybody. friends, whatever. You have You're to not people. nice to your friends. I, I, but when You're I, nicer I, to but, strangers. But, but, I've seen you do but, it. But I, I, I proposition it that you know if you need me, I'll be there. So That's here's the worst the thing. part, bro. Here's, here's the thing. You That's know the that worst part. When shit's falling down, I'm as reliable as it gets, but I'm going to be an asshole. I've literally had people ask me that do not know you that listen to the show and said, wow, Dan sucks, huh? Yes. And my first answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I suck, but I don't stink. I'm not Jared. I okay. <laughs> like, like, let's be fair here. Uh, I suck, but I don't stink. So that's and, and a that's, shirt. And that's fine. And I think, I think most of my friends suck, but they don't stink. Facts. Um, you know, they, that's the thing. And there's some of them that suck and stink. It, it happens. Ralph. Um, Ralph. Jerry is the, the king of suck, suck and stink. He literally. Sucktitude. Like, his 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 gambling name should be Paranormal Suck Stink. Like, <laughs> Parlay J is a good yeah. name. Um, I'm tired of Jerry shit. Why? I don't know. I love Jerry. I just like being mean. Yeah, exactly. I like being a dick. Uh, yeah, but you got to stop thinking that people are good. I it, this this is like that. Um, that this is debate. An intervention. This is that debate from Community where man is evil or man is good. Man is not okay. Man isn't inherently evil or good. Man inherently is awful. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's not a, a state of doing something that's like, you know, natural evil or natural good. Man is just awful. You're going to meet, and this includes your friends, you're going to meet maybe five people in your life that are genuine, that don't have any ill will, and will do good for others. The rest of them are just going to most likely have laughs with you. What are you laughing at? Pat just texted me. Okay, what did he say? He didn't tell me to text you. Also, uh... Dan, tell me text you. Size your butthole. <laughs> also, fucking Ravens giving the best team in the AFC the best left tackle in the AFC. Not awesome. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I text, so I texted him. I was like, hey, do me a favor, text Taylor. Uh, I, I then texted him the phone number 973. Stop. <laughs> you almost did, did that last time. Um, I said, then I said, he has a hemorrhoid. <laughs> And he goes, am I the hemorrhoid guy now? <laughs> I said, yeah. And he said, man, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of these texts over the coming years. Sucks to be the first. <laughs> <laughs>
I think what you like is not good, dude. If I had a hemorrhoid, I would openly talk about it as well. You get to that point where it's like, what else are you going to do? Your butt sucks. No, here's the thing, right? And like, it was when I was going through it initially, it was very embarrassing. Sure, it's your butthole. And then, like, I got to be honest with you, like, as much as I enjoyed your wedding, I was in an immense amount of pain for a good majority of the night. It's your butthole. And (laughs) the fact that it was a fissure on top of that, like, I, I didn't, like, I didn't go to bed. The night of your wedding until about 5 a.m., I woke up at 7 and tried to check out, but I had anxiety that I was checking out of the wrong room, that it would kick you and yeah. the landlord out. That's why I made sure to text you. It's this room, whatever. Correct. Um, and but, then you but, saw me walking out from my car. Dude, him, the landlord, and the landlord's parents are walking out of the hotel, and I'm walking back from my car, and I have a hard limp, and all I hear from across the fucking parking lot is the landlord laughing. Look at Taylor. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I I definitely believe that you were in that much pain because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and don't take this personally. It's your butthole, like that <laughs> don't sucks. Take this like that, dude. I I my butthole is like uh, I I know a lot of dudes that like every so often the girls stick a finger up their ass. Some even more. That's fucking weird to me because my asshole is should be one of the most feared places on the planet. So like okay. there's cures for diseases and there's new diseases so in there. I'm gonna divulge information that I haven't before. When he stuck a finger in my asshole, <laughs> at the, not you. At the apex of like how bad the pain was, and I had I had another friend who had gone through something similar. Okay, he told me that it could be very well be a cyst that you could just pop and be I, done. I with have it. heard about the butthole cyst. Right, and I, I, it I, smells terrible. I've heard about the butthole cyst. It smell. I know a girl so, that had it, and uh, she said it smelled terrible. So the um, you know, I, I was in so much pain that I didn't know what to do. So I went to the ER. Just to see, you know, I said, you got to do something. Like, you got to, like, just, like, hit me with a hammer, do something. Dude, right? I, if they told me, if I'm in that much pain for my butthole, if they told me, fucking your butt will make it feel better, I would say, fuck my butt. So, <laughs> so she goes, we have to do an exam. So, it's the weirdest, Dan, it's the weirdest okay, fucking Okay, what's feeling. the exam? So, you know, they, they, they spread the cheeks apart. Dude, your, fi- your fingers are far apart. They, That's big. Oh, wait, you're spreading the cheeks. You're spreading the cheeks apart, right? And just, they're looking on the outside to see if there's anything wrong. And they're like, well, we don't see anything. And then without warning. They found a micro SD card. <laughs> it's a micro SD card from my Galaxy S3 from 10 years ago. Dude, and you're getting it, 3G this whole time. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew that second COVID shot fucked yeah. me up. So... So, you know, and they say, well, so don't, butt cheeks so, are open. so they don't see anything from the outside. Now they go, all right, we are, we are, all right, we got to do something a little bit different. And then the lady doesn't tell me what she's doing. I just feel it. And next thing I know, she goes, breathe. I go, what? And oh. just, dude, knuckle deep, pointer finger, right? And she does a full exam. And literally in the ER, a doctor came running down because I was fucking screaming I'm like, fuck! The fuck are you doing? So, fuck! So, so, guys, we know Taylor's not loose. <laughs> and I swear to God, and the and the doc, what's going on? What the fuck is going on? Oh, finger in the ass. All right, that's first time. Nah, that'll happen. Imagine <laughs> goes, it won't be the last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that happened, and all, all for them to tell me, your butt sucks. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> I'm dude, be, dude, I, I, like, dude, if you I, did that I, to I, my I, butthole and you tell me you can't make it feel better, you better pay dude, me. I know. Listen, I, I know it's funny and I know it's a great bit. It's not even really a bit because it's real life. But I need to be honest. As much as I would love nothing more than for you guys to stub your toes every day for the rest of your both of your lives, yes. I don't wish this that pain on anybody. 
And I, I wish the finger in the ass one time for a man, and that's when you're 50 for your checkup for uh, your prostate. I, I think so, I'm, uh, that's so it. I think I'm just going to risk it. Easy. It was easy. It was, easy. The, it was a nurse that put her finger in the ass? It was a nurse. It wasn't she, a dude. It was a milk nurse. you? Was she hot? No. Was he hot? Sorry, dude. Probably. <laughs> was it a male nurse? You no, didn't no, ask that question. No, men no, could be no, 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 it was no, sexist. No, <laughs> no it, it was a it was a chick, but they had a dude like hold me down. <laughs> you got fucking gangbang. They had a dude hold. Wait, it, what, no, was they had he a, holding your ass open while she put her finger in. Yes. <laughs> Dude, if this was like if this was like eight months ago, they would have needed one person for each cheek. It's amazing. It's amazing what eight months can do. It's amazing what can change in eight months. You know the worst part about this whole thing was at your wedding, right? The entire time, everyone's saying, "Oh my god, dude, you lost hundred pounds. You look so good. You must feel better too, right?" <laughs> nope. And then dude, wait, hold on. So I tell that whole story to my dad, right? He's fucking crying. He's laughing so. Has hard. he ever had a hemorrhoid? I don't know, and I don't oh. ask. Listen, my father does. Did you ask? Like, Let me show you how they did the procedure. Listen, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just surprised. I know my father's birthday at this point. Okay, fair, talk. fair. So, my, so the other, so I'm telling him this story, and I go, you know, it's really bad when you dig into the savings that you had to buy a new car to fund your preparation H purchases. <sighs> it's, it's, it's been. It's listen, man. dude. So you're sticking your finger like in your ass every day. Well, na- na- well what hand did I shake today? <laughs> does, does it matter? <laughs> Most of the smell was coming from Taylor's upper lip, though. Yeah, definitely not my upper lip. <laughs> so your butt. Uh, okay, so so, so gotta, wait. Let me ask you. One okay. of the most relieving things as a man, I feel like, is when you take that first big shit of the day, right? Like you take that shit and you're yeah, like, that hurts. "All right," because usually it's like coffee kind of gets your day started, but the car isn't warmed up until you drop that first dump, right? Uh, sure. Okay. How unenjoyable has the morning dump been? When it when it decides to show up, it's awful. Is it diarrhea? Is it liquid? No, uh, and, and that, just, that would be preferable. You you're having too much roughage. I'm t- like I'm not like you I need did, less I was, fiber. I was on a liquid diet for like fucking. Have you been eating four bananas? Days. That's the only thing I can have that doesn't upset my stomach in the morning. I like a good nanner. Nana. I would take a nanner and I'd slice it up and I'd put it in honey so nut Cheerios. I, I make uh, I make a protein shake every morning. I do uh, vanilla. How many, how many nanners do you use? Just one. How many nanners do you have in a day? Just one. Uh, legitimately, this is actually no, legitimate no, no. advice. I, I, I know this, right, because people have told me if you have more than two or three no, nanners no, no. in a day. Um, digestively, if you eat a nanner at night before you go to bed, it's supposed to help the whole digestive system out more. They oh. suggest nanner in the morning, nanner in the evening, um, nanner at supper time, because when nanner's on a bagel, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You can eat nanners anytime. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. That started as like a coherent, like a coherent streamlined thought process, oh. and then I was like, "Oh, pizza bagels." What would you do for a nanner bar? Dude, I I love a Klondike bar. I'll fucking house dude. a few Klondike so bars. I, so the landlord comes home the other day. She's yeah. like, "I got chip witches," and I said, "Yeah," and then I <laughs> ate four of them. See, my dude, weekend, I, my I, weekend, just eating garbage. Dude, I I I, I like even you. Okay, so we're obviously we're going to the baseball game, right? And we're trying to fi- so right now we're trying to figure out. Because Quaz wants to go, and the other two, the other two prospects, because I have to buy two additional tickets. You can't just buy one. Buy two additional tickets. Both people that we were gonna, we okay. were hoping we're gonna go, have bailed. And the other part that sucks is that I have wait who one. bailed. It was uh, our friend Nick. No, 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 no. Our group that we're going. Oh yeah, yeah. are good. Okay. I'm saying is. Because we want Quaz to come. So just one more ticket birthday. we need? We need one more. I, I've, just I've, hit it for Ralph. I, I, I've gotten in touch oh, yeah. with SeatGeek, but here's the part. It sucks. It's like four sections away. I can't get any more tickets oh, in our section. You? No, I'm not doing that to Quaz. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, do it to Justin. No. It's Quaz's birthday, Justin. You go over there. I, I've 
Or we, how about this? The guys, I, everyone but Quaz and Taylor, because Taylor organized it. We have a fight, and whoever we have like a tournament. Okay? I, and I've, whoever wins, whoever loses first, like you're going to do like a round robin kind of thing, um, has to sit with Kalucci. Look, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want to talk about going back to the being too nice thing, yeah. The thought has crossed my mind to give Quaz my ticket for me to bail. No, 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 no! Don't don't do that. I'm saying more, like that thought has because I feel so bad. All right, like, it's so his birthday. what if I? What if like this is just an idea? What if I kill Marcus? <laughs> Please don't. Marcus okay. one of my best friends. All right, all right. Listen, it's nothing against him. I don't know him. You know, it's just if I've, it's Quaz's birthday. You know, it's funny when he said who's Sully. I told him to say that <laughs> because no, because he asked me. Listen, he goes. He goes seriously. Like, who's Sully? Marcus, I, Ma, dude, dude, Marcus lives under a rock, honestly. And I go, and I go, well, let's say, I said, Ugh. Is, it, is someone going to tell him? I was like, I couldn't Ma, answer it. I was no, like, I listen, can't. You had two smart-ass remarks immediately to Marcus, and both of them were <laughs> hilarious. Well, the first one was, is, who, is this, who is Marcus, and is he going to piss me off? <laughs> and then the second one was like, he asked about the COVID test or the negative test or, this, or the vaccine, and immediately Dan's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I said, I'm going to make a vaccine appointment for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, he, and, he, and, I, and literally the first thing, I, like, you went, you went, you said all this shit. Yes. And about killing him or doing something, whatever. Sure. And I literally just, I text him, I go, so that's Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, oh, I've heard enough. That's just fucking um, I can't wait. Maybe me and him will become best friends. Well... Paul, you two are polar opposites. He does not talk. Oh, I'm gonna take care of that. Yes, I'm gonna ask to see his fucking unclipped cock. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'd appreciate that? No. What Listen, if I ask so, you to see so, your unclipped cock? It's not unclipped. Oh, you didn't deny that Marcus wasn't though. Because I've, I've never seen it. Oh, I don't okay, know. okay. But what if it's clipped? So good for him. So I uh, <laughs> just to give you an idea of like the type of person Marcus is, right? Marcus is one of my best friends in this entire fucking world. We were trying to get him a job at Best Buy. Him and Wallers. You heard about this. Yeah, I know. And at Greg's housewarming party, he, you know, everybody's drunk, and Gary was there. And Gary tells me, now Gary's the GM of the store. Gary tells me, tell your friend Marcus we're not going to hire him. <laughs> I go, why me? Why don't you guys just call him? It would make more sense. So he just wanted you to let him down. So... Like two days later, Marcus and like Marcus was hanging out with us a lot. Like like when we were at we, death row, we, we would no. We, like we would hang out at like at, at Shaggy's house in Pequannock. We would go to whatever there were group outings, Best Buy outings. When I was having him at sure. my house, he was always there and he was being indoctrinated with all of us. He okay. would, he was one of us for like maybe half a summer. Google gobble, gobble one, one of us. us. We respect <laughs> one, one of us. us. Okay. So. Gary says, tell your, tell your friend we're not hiring him. And I n never gave me a reason. I call Marcus, and I go, Marcus, I, I, listen, I hate to do this, but, like, Gary told me to tell you that, like, he's not going to hire you. Why? I, I, he, didn't tell me, uh, he didn't tell me why. The fuck, dude? Like I, like, I had another job opportunity, but I wanted to work with you guys, and you said... You, you, like, you it, fucked him. And you said... This was going to work out. Why'd I, you fuck him? I didn't. And then I didn't hear from Marcus for six months. He was so mad at you. He, I like, and it wasn't like a, like a, it wasn't like a, it was, yeah, no, he was genuinely pissed at me. Like, Did I you ever I, find out why he didn't get the job? No. Well, we know why Wallers didn't get the job. The, the stealing question. Well, I got the job and I got the stealing question wrong. Yeah, Does but. Does Marcus listen to the show? No. Do you want to know why? Yes, I do want to know why. Okay, so, uh. <laughs> 
I'm, why do you know this? He's one of my best friends. You actually know Josh? Yeah. I'm right, more than please, likely. Please. Um, right. Okay, so uh, there was a online hiring process, right? Like you had to answer some questions. Well, they consider that the first interview. Yeah. And he answered several of the questions wrong. I remember and this Gary, now. Gary uh, told him, he's like, listen, I, I just need you to go back and reapply. And he reapplied, and he answered the same questions wrong. And Gary goes to me and Greg, he goes, he's a nice kid, but he's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Yeah, you're so fucking dumb. You got a fucking MB now. It's dude. It's weird because, but it's the same thing. Like, I don't think Wallers is a dumb kid, but yeah. no. a, he's not dumb. He's not dumb. No. He's just kind of listen. My, he, okay, he, no, listen, he, he could be dumb, listen, but he isn't man, stupid. He was known as the leprechaun kid in high school. Do you know what he actually said? Do you know what his answer to the question was? Yes. No. No. What was it? No. Right. I, I need to know this. This I don't know. Okay. I need so, to know this. So Gary asks him, and Gary said it to me like later on that I know that he really said it because Gary wouldn't say this to, sure, to make sure. it up. So I asked him, you know, if you found out that Justin or Taylor was stealing sodas from the fridge, would you? what would you do? And his answer was, I would go up to them and be like, you can't do that, dude. <laughs> Well, dude, dude, is that is but like is that not like the that's not that bad of an answer though. Listen, he's but not, he said, he's not dude, wrong. He's not wrong. He said, dude, yeah, he said in a dude. job interview. Yeah, he's not. Can't wrong. do that, dude. He's oh not wrong. God. He's not wrong, but he is not right at all. Like, wow. Like, the, he, listen, he, that is a lot funnier than I thought. That's great. Oh, dude. Say that to so Gary. Good. You say that to Gary, of all people. Oh, my God. Dude, I, that's, that's, uh, there's so Can't many funny. that, dude. I just remember just so vividly Marcus being so visibly mad at me. And then just like, dude, he disappeared for six months. You know like, you should have told him when you were given a second chance to pass the test and you still got the answers wrong? You should have said, you can't do that, dude. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, last thing, uh, not too much time on it because uh, you didn't really talk about it leading up to it. Grade your team's draft. Mm, B minus. A. Uh, I'm going to go A minus, B plus, A minus. Uh, very happy with Waddle and then um, getting, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the fucking the defensive end out of the U. It's so funny. The Broncos and Dolphins both fucked each other. The Broncos are trying to trade up to t- take uh, Jalen Phillips, and then we tried trading up to take the running back. Uh, that So it's uh, funny how that worked out. We both got our guys. Love we got the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, who's a fucking dog. I like uh, I like the pick, the, the guard that they just picked, uh, Quinn, Quinn Menitz. Whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, his yeah. name is. Um, I like that they drafted uh, a running back in the second round. Not like he didn't have one on the cheap end anyway. Sure. You let him walk. Uh, but yeah, Today they, uh, your coach said that you have the best running back room in the NFL. It's not true. <laughs> uh, the best running back, one of the best running backs in the NFL is playing in Houston at the moment. And I will fight to the end of time for that. So you think the Texans have a better running back room yeah, than yeah, Melvin Gordon? Yeah, because Melvin Gordon absolutely sucks. <laughs> okay, because he, he, he got replaced by Austin Eckler, who was the same fucking player that Philip Lindsay was. And then he replaced. Phil, uh, then he replaced Philip Lindsay. Yeah, because yeah, that just makes perfect sense. Because we're just gonna, you know. What's your favorite pick of theirs? The Broncos. Patrick Sertan. Yeah, I he's gonna be fucking 1, 000, phenomenal. I, I really like Baron Browning. I think that was a great late round pickup. The uh, linebacker from Ohio State. I'm I'm happy. I was bugging out. I was actually freaking out. I was like, a Waddle Smith, Waddle Smith. I was yeah. happy. I'm happy with Waddle. Fits what they need. I would have taken. Looking at it now, I would have taken Waddle first for sure. And I, yeah. the, the way that the Cowboys and the Giants fucked Philadelphia for Philadelphia to trade up and get Devonta Smith was fucking Wait, perfect. Because I I took it as the Cowboys and Eagles fucking the Giants. Because the Giants wanted Devonta Smith. 
You're right. I had that. Back. Yeah, yeah. It was. You're right. I, they they absolutely colluded against the Giants. 1, they absolutely colluded against the Giants. I'm here for it. I love that kind yeah. of fucking Fuck yeah. that shade. But the thing is, is that like I mean, like they colluded, but I mean at the same time, like Gettleman still got the, the Giants like, had he, their he best okay. draft. They, the Giants did not need him. No, well, he didn't. No. They they wanted they just signed him. Kenny Galladay too. Um, I, the Giants had, was the best draft of the Gettleman era for sure. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna come down to Daniel Jones for them. They yeah. should be better this well, year. It's, they, it's it's his third year. It's for most quarterbacks outside. The, of like Josh, this is the make or break. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like like. Stay uh, healthy. Don't yeah. fumble the ball. Don't turn it over. And don't trip on the twenty yard line with no one oh around. Oh my you. god, that was so funny. So um, but yeah, I was happy with the Dolphins draft. Uh, I love getting the safety at Oregon. I'm very hyped about that. I like the safety you fucking. Yeah, you yeah, got dude, a good safety I, too. I'm, I'm happy with the way you know. Like I, I really think that uh, that Terry Fontenot is going to be a, a great GM. You know, what he showed me in this draft is that he's not afraid to go out and get the best player available, but he also is going to be smart enough to address team needs. And cut the, Julio Jones. The, no, they're not going to cut him. <laughs> Sorry, trade him. The, the way that they addressed the secondary in this draft, I yeah, was for blown sure. away by. For sure. Because uh, that was, to me, the biggest glaring area of need is the secondary. Yeah. Uh, and they addressed it. They got the best player available. Kyle Pitts is a fucking physical specimen. The guy is a freak. Uh, if Matt Ryan's on his feet and he can get the ball to him, they're yeah, gonna do some crazy no, shit. You're not wrong. Um, you know the thing that um, with Miami, like and Waddle, I was very happy with. Um, apparently, he was their guy. If, if Pitts wasn't there, even more than uh, Jamar Chase, um, if they were like the team that got their first round pick in the fastest. Like Miami was up and it was like, all right, here's the pick, and they did that with the safety from Oregon too. Yeah. Um, so I like that kind of conviction. Getting the defensive end out of the U is the thing I'm most hype about. Some concussion concerns, fine, but if those aren't there, he's the best pure pass rusher in the draft. So. Let's see what we got. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to see how the season goes with everything kind of retooled. Yep. But um all right. Uh Josh, you want to take us out? This I is do. episode 1. I had a song and then Taylor stopped me dead in my tracks. Why? I'm an ass man. Uh Taylor. Yeah, I'm an ass man. You you you're ass man. <laughs> I am a, I am an ass man. All right guys, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Very good.